We're good. Live. We are live. <clears throat> live and direct. <clears throat> you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Now look, here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Guns don't kill people. Well done on that music, man. Yeah, yeah dude. Billy Squire. Squire. Such a fucking rocking song. That album <laughs> is ingrained in my DNA because that was one of my dad's favorite albums when I grew up. So like I whenever I hear that song come on the radio or anything by Billy Squire, yeah. I go back to like his like seventy nine ranchero that he like cherished and kept perfect. Like him yeah. driving around and listening to that album. That is the right car for that yes. song, especially. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember, yeah, I have this memory of uh, helping him because my dad used to race motocross and helping him uh, wash his, his dirt bike in the driveway and blasting that album and just like Coors Light cans all over the place and talking about like cooking hot dogs later. And then randomly, <clears throat> I think my boy at the time was seven and I was taking him back up to Humboldt where I'm from and I had my dirt bike in the back. I was like, oh, I don't. I don't have a helmet with me. I was going to my parents' property. I was going to rip around and look at like some deer spots. And so I pulled over, bought a helmet and then had my son with me. He's just like enthralled. We're at a, we're like North of here at a super cross shop or whatever. And they got jet skis and dirt bikes. And like <laughs> all the heaven. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like seriously considering pulling the trigger on like a new dirt bike. I'm yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe I should just get like another one and you could learn how to ride this one eventually. If you say the stroke came on, while you were shopping no i put okay. it on we got my truck i'm like we should listen to this it was like father sunday because if that song comes on while you're shopping for a dirt bike you pull the trigger you turn we're buying, we're yeah. buying that dirt bike. exactly and i i had to call my dad i was like dad i just had this weird full circle epiphany like i'm with i'm with my son we're in the truck i got my dirt bike in the back we're listening to billy squire we're gonna go like dirt biking for the weekend it was nothing yeah. changed I gotta turn. That's great. I gotta turn Junior on to Billy Squire because he likes just about all the music that I like. Yeah, he's gonna love that, right? For sure. Yeah, I'm hoping the same for my son because I can't. I'm gonna have to maybe get my own apartment because that can't take much more of the Top Gun soundtrack. <laughs> Dude. You're getting off easy. I have to listen to the Paw Patrol theme. Yeah, like at least brutal. once a day. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. 
We uh, baby shark Halloween version. Hey, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Sorry. Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. boy. Uh, so, uh, Paulie, welcome to the studio. Yeah. So, we got a guest here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey. Thank you for uh, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of our intro video? Oh, dude, that was fucking awesome. You know, I showed that to James, and he's like, "Oh, he's started watching. He's like, oh, cool.' He's like, oh, no, don't do that movie." Don't don't do that movie. Don't. Do that. No. He's like, yeah, Red really? Red Dawn. He's like, no, don't do that movie. Eh, just falling down. Eh. All of them. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Dude has so not a large been discussing library. for quite a while that we think he might be a Fed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's another notch in that category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Fuck. I mean, he very well could be, dude. The guy is he's, he's kind of an oddball, but uh, well, you know, he's we're actually pretty sure one half of Liberty Tree are feds, oh, right? It's just, yeah. just you. It's like a, it's like an ongoing uh, episode of Scooby Doo. It's like we're all pointing the fingers. Like it's, anytime, anytime he gets sick, I'm like. Oh, he probably took the vaccine, oh. which means, oh, he's a fed. He's been lying this whole day. Oh. So I shaved my a sweet mustache. You're like, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I shaved mine, uh, as you could tell, just to throw you off the scent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now we're all doing like this 40 chest thing. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, nah, I wanted to tell, uh, yeah, a couple hunting stories and, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. About the old days when you could still get away with shit. And <laughs> so, uh, an introduction for Polly here is a we all train together at the academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jiu jitsu, yeah. you're better at than both of us put together. By the way, <laughs> yep. I've been doing it for long enough now that I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. And uh, I also have the pleasure of you are my other half at work, so we yeah. work together every day. So yeah. you are subjected to my insane fringe ted talks every morning which, which i noticed this this morning i started thinking about it i'm like i think i have a pretty consistent track record that i pull out of my truck i'm like i did a deep dive on testosterone so here's what's interesting <laughs> do you guys know that testosterone rates are plummeting by one third in the last four decades like is that all concerning to you and this guy's like can we just get to work like oh my god i mean we're talking <laughs> off fucking top 750 this morning i roll out of my truck still just like fucking first sip of coffee he's like Bolly, let me bounce something off you <laughs> did you get your, you, did you get your results from your testosterone I test i did and they are more than twice the normal average for someone my age really yeah so, so you're so like did, 400 450 no it's uh, right about 700 Wow. So the threshold that you're supposed to be worried about is if it dips, it's somewhere between 250 and 300. Mm-hmm. If it's below that, uh, you should be concerned. Mm-hmm. So then I did a deep dive on um, why, what causes. So testosterone levels, as I was saying before, <clears throat> have dipped by one third in the last four decades. Yeah. Over with everyone. Right. And I'm not women. Not women. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> specifically Just men. men. Okay. I mean, there's. I, Two genders here. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're in the right place. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You were just feeling us out? Yeah. yeah no, you're, no. you're welcome How here. How dare yeah. you? <laughs> so I looked into what causes testosterone to drop. Or, yeah. you know, how someone, their t- testosterone diminishes. It's, yeah. it's all the usual stuff that we always knew. So right. It's diet, exercise, sleep, alcohol. And then you look a little deeper, if they call it... It's a it's a stupid name. EDCs, uh, enzyme destroying chemicals, right? Of which because we, we have always kind of red redneck theorized. I'm like, it's got to be it has something to do with 
all the chemicals in our food and the microplastics are in, in all of our water and our soil and everything. And this article hit that, and there's over 800 of these chemicals, which would cover microplastics. They're saying this has had uh, a pretty big hand in diminishing testosterone rates. Yeah. I have, uh, since I had mine tested, I have changed my diet pretty heavily, and I've been very aware of, I don't know there's much you can do about the plastic thing no i, I mean no, we're all fucked there yeah you cannot drink out of plastic water bottles <clears throat> you cannot use plastic as much as possible microplastic you know, you know my, micro but the shit is everywhere yeah microplastics and the shedding of the spike proteins for those bozos that got vaccinated we're fucked like there's nothing we can do <laughs> so we have do to you think that's on. real i dude if you were to ask me that three years ago i'd say that that sounds a little ridiculous i am willing to entertain fucking anything at this point do you feel like you have to come in direct contact with this or it's, it can be like tracked? You yeah, mean like roll around in another man's sweat kind of a direct contact? Yeah. But for example, again, how many of us are there that are, you know, vaccinated at that gym? Dude, what fair. if we, what if we found out and it became a thing and you just like, if they asked you to roll, you're like, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Get the fuck away from me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the new safe sex. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> new safe sex conversation. It's, yeah. it's the new like uh, homophobia. Like, no way. I'm not rolling with that fag. Yeah. <laughs> he got vaccinated. <laughs> I don't mean he's gay. I mean, yeah. he got vaccinated. Of course. <laughs> just fucking miss me with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you're gay, I'll roll with you. Let's yeah, go. No, I, hey, I don't hard care. to get much yeah. gayer than uh, what we're doing. I mean, what we're doing so, is the gayest thing. Ever. Yeah. It's pretty fucking gay. <laughs> It yeah. doesn't really matter. <laughs> I forget where we were at, but uh, there's this chick that me and Hargrove, we engaged in conversation with her. And she's like, you know, I hope you guys don't, you know, judge me. Like I'm a, you know, I'm a dancer. Like I'm a stripper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jake just laughs. He's like, no, nah, we probably do the most like homoerotic <laughs> shit. Like on a daily basis for fun. <laughs> we're in no position <laughs> like, to judge yeah, you. <laughs> no. You're, you're good. You're <laughs> they go straight into like some flatter shit. Okay, like, oh so, my God. Yeah. You fuck these guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had uh, another they, man's balls uh, in my face this morning. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I pay monthly to have that yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the sweat drops in the mouth or eyes or yeah, it's no pretty normal. The um, the silver lining about this article about testosterone mm-hmm. is, according to this article, so I haven't done too deep of a dive of it, but making those lifestyle changes actually has a because a lot of it's just hereditary. Oh yeah, you're just born with whatever level you have. But the um, article was pointing out that making these lifestyle changes with like diet, sleep, alcohol, uh, exercise was a big one. You can drastically change really testosterone rates. I want to check. Mine. I didn't know. I just figured like eh, might have like some sort of like incremental like marginal difference on your well, rates. But Paul Saladino uh, talks about um, a animal based diet being mm-hmm. key to right. building your testosterone. He has a few uh, podcasts about yeah. that. And I think when I got tested, it was, uh, I had only just started eating meat mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine was at 500 then. I'd like to revisit it now yeah. that I've um, been eating meat this, for a long time. This study said they can't make a conclusive um, connection to it, but they were saying, uh, as far as correlation goes, is they did uh, compartmentalize the different kind of dietary habits that people had. And what they said is that they found a correlation that people with similar lifestyles and a high fat diet had higher testosterone levels, mm-hmm. which is something that I just have intuitively believed for whatever. By the way, I just got full blood work 
from my doctor mm-hmm. who I did testosterone and once a year just going for the full workup of everything. Complete, perfect, bill of health, yeah. everything fine. And then a week later, I got a letter from my doctor basically lecturing me to uh, stop eating so much meat and eggs and dairy <laughs> products. I was like, I, I want to text her back, like, how about this? Her? Yes. Yeah, women can be doctors too. I didn't know if you knew this. Wow. What is the world coming to? It's 2023, bro. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like me anyway, which is funny because when I last time I, I avoid going to see her in person, like I try to circumnavigate the whole thing and like just I need a lab appointment to get my blood drawn and to do these specific tests. But the last time that I saw her in person is she goes, I need a list of like all of your injuries, which was extensive. And then you know, what do you eat? Which is an extensive menu. <laughs> like as far as, as far as volume, I tend to eat like a ton and exercise, which is extensive. And, uh, at the end she, she, uh, got all huffy. She stood up and said like, well, you're healthy. I don't tell you. I mean, I could tell you what to do, but you're clearly not going to listen to me. And she walked out of the room. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. seeing me. Yeah. Sorry for wasting your time. <laughs> yes, Doc. Jesus Christ. So I got this year's blood work done and it was just had my wife figured out. I was like, I can't go sit in a room with her. Like she clearly despises everything I represent for whatever reason. Why would you have to? Yeah. I would. You can handle all of her. Right. Just send me the results. Actually. I don't need to talk to you. Which is what they did. (laughs) Yeah. But I still got the snarky letter (laughs) telling me to, Yeah, you know, here's your clean bill of health. Also drastically change your lifestyle. What you should be doing is eating Lucky Charms and knocking off those goddamn oh, eggs right. cooked in butter. Remember, remember the three-tier, the new food, what is it? It's the food compass or whatever. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind. I told I go, these guys. I go, there's no way, dude. Yeah. There's no way this yeah. is a thing, you know? And I looked at this and I'm like, <laughs> just baffled. Like yeah. I was speechless, really. Right. You know, and still kind of am about it. So it's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, this is a fucking troll. It's a, no way. it's a brand new way to uh, calculate whether food is good or bad for you. Turns out, if you use this brand new thing, not only Lucky Charms, but frosted mini wheats, honey nut Cheerios, are better than eggs. Yeah. Probably it, one of the most pure foods God ever put on this planet right. eggs. Oh, and yet, yeah, Lucky Charms is an improvement. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever made the Lucky Charms should give themselves. One of these. Yeah, right. Well done on those lobbying efforts, boys. It's <laughs> impressive. No, dude. It's like if you go after, you know, you go for a run or you go for a serious hike or something that's, you know, like crazy physically exerting and you come back home, have a fucking glass of milk, have a steak. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I can feel it. <laughs> just like it jumped into my veins, you know? Like you just feel the protein just like absorbing into your muscles and you just feel that much like more primitive or at least i do so <laughs> you used to uh be a bodybuilder would you say right actual bodybuilder I, w- I wouldn't go that far but no lifting yeah right? powerlifting. Yeah. yeah okay and, and at one point in time um i mean shoot i'm what five nine five ten on a good day <laughs> five ten on paper <laughs> uh i know soaking wet you know, yeah exactly i walk around like you know 185 whatever it is I had this goal that I wanted to get up to 205 or at least 200 pounds. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, fucking, I don't know why. I've never, <clears throat> never been 200 pounds in my life. It's a round number. It is a round number. It is a round number. Yeah. And me and my brother, um, who's actually trained and, uh, in Olympic lifting and had competed down in San Diego. And we both kind of had this like contest. So you could get there first. And 
I was eating like fucking six times a day, just anything, you know, didn't matter. I wasn't eating fast food. I was eating fairly clean, but all I was doing is just complex, you know, movements or uh, sorry, compound movements. My neighbor so, eats six times a day, I think, but I don't think she lifts in. No. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think she could deadlift two like two and a half times her. I don't think she could get her shoes on. Yeah. Well, she's doing half of it though. It's probably got to be good. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's yeah. getting you, getting you closer. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. yeah nice. Right. <laughs> so no, I was just in the work. 90% of life showing up. That's what Woody Allen yeah. said. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, I mean, it would just be like deadlift, squats, uh, bench. Um, I do a lot of kettlebell stuff, weighted pull-ups, weighted dips. Wouldn't really do like bicep curls or any of the, you know, kind of glamour muscle workouts. Yeah. But if you, we did these five-by-five program, which is, to some people, it's super boring, you know. Um, basically, you do five, five sets of five reps, and you take minimum like five minutes you know, in between each set. So you're just, you're going wow. for the fucking heaviest shit that you can do. Right. And really resting. And really resting. Yeah. And then, I mean, fuck, you do that. I was doing it like three times a week. And then, two were you times just wrecked week? after one of those workouts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. And yeah. I mean, but you'd be in the gym for hours. So yeah. that's the part where, you know, it was kind of boring. But, uh, yeah, a lot of fucking. I hope you didn't uh, glance at any chicks while you're. <laughs> that, I had to wear uh, fucking two your... pairs of uh, yeah compression shorts because my testosterone. Fuck. Plus, you're on prednisone during part of that. Yeah, right? so I just like fucking everything. <laughs> Have you uh, heard of the uh, raw egg uh, nationalist? No. Yeah. So there's this nope. dude that is swears by raw eggs, and he talks a lot in his. He's got a couple of books. Um, let's see if I can look them up while we're talking. That um, he talks about the golden age of bodybuilding mm-hmm. and all those guys, like when Arnold was getting big and whatnot, big like popular, sure. and how their uh, raw eggs was like the thing that everyone pursued, mm. and they it was almost as good as an anabolic steroid. Except because it was natural, you didn't see a lot of like grotesque kind of body dysmorphia mm-hmm. guys back then. You just saw the dudes that were just like, you know, the Atlas, you know, quintessential muscle, muscular dude. Sure. And he swears by, uh, by eggs as being that like perfect food for that. Primarily, if I understand it correctly, because of all the cholesterol mm. in eggs. Yeah. Eating a ton of cholesterol is really good for building muscle. Sure. I mean, dude, Did I've, you get into that? I've always crushed eggs like my whole life. I've yeah, loved eggs, you know, and I was eat them every morning. You know, we have a running, eggs, yeah. we have a running contest at our job of, of who got, who has the perfect hard boiled egg. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Like, it's what we eat. Every I, day. I lost this week. Yeah. <laughs> Mine did not peel properly because I didn't ice bath them afterwards. You know, I, 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 dude, I, I did, cannot get I my eggs. Do, yeah. do you guys use store-bought eggs or, well, obviously neither of you have chickens, right? No, yeah. no, not anymore. Have you guys noticed that, uh, chicken eggs, eggs, chicken eggs from the backyard don't peel easily? It's, it's, mm. so what you have to do you, so everyone's while you have a <clears throat> problematic <clears throat> egg, <clears throat> And what you have to do is it's six minute boil and then into the ice water bath for as long as you can yeah. cool it down. I do the ice water bath, but they really. still are really hard. Yeah, to every peel. once in a while, yeah. It's, it's, some of them are just, it's straight up Jenga, like to try to, um, <laughs> to get them peeled. I lost, as far as the contest, I think mm-hmm. I hold the 
greatest place for the greatest loss of the worst hard-boiled egg. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> biggest which, fail. Yeah, at which point I cracked it and said, shit, these aren't hard-boiled. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Raw? Egg all, yeah. Raw egg all over my Whoops. <laughs> this is where you fucked up. Yeah. You still ate it, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Took your pants off, kind of wrung it out in your mouth. It's, it's, it's definitely the, the hardest one to peel is a raw egg, for sure. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if you can pull that off, it's fucking ninja. Yeah, no, that, that was, yeah, that was always a part of my diet. Uh, yeah, lots of animal protein, um, I think fish. we're all pretty much on a similar diet at this point because you and I are constantly talking about it. Yeah. And I love, as we've talked about before, I love like running the experiments like on myself. Sure. Like to see what, you know, I've tried like vegan, vegetarian, I mean, a long time ago, mm-hmm. not because of, you know, any belief system I had or anything, but it's just like, I just want to see what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I settled on, I mean, probably 80% of my diet, which is abhorrent to my doctor, is steak, eggs, some rice, and a pint of whole milk in the morning. Sure. And that's pretty much mostly what I eat. And it seems that's like the optimal, at least for me, that's how I, I seem to like function the best. You know, when your operating system is going right. well, because you know, you're, you're not feeling sluggish. You feel fucking strong. You feel like you have plenty of energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you can dial it into that, that's, you know, that, yeah. that's, that's optimal performance. I was a vegetarian for 20 years. Yeah, that's yep. fucking unbelievable. And then stopped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel when you stopped? Because like once you had that well, first taste can, of- I, can, I tell, can I tell your transition from my point of view? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he texts me one weekend. He goes, mm. I just bought a Traeger. I'm like, right on. <laughs> Why? Yeah, fucking eggplant yeah. pan. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Save some money. Yeah, no shit. And then he uh, texts me. He's like, check out this brisket I just cooked. It's a beautiful Rick brisket. I was like, right on. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? And why do you have Kelly's phone? <laughs> yeah, right. Fuck, man. Well, I had, I also texted you like, hey, we got to go pig hunting sometime. And you respond, yeah. you're like, that's a text I never expected to get from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I really did a like a hard 90 um, in diet. And, you know, diet is a big part of your lifestyle. So I'd say lifestyle too. And uh, But the, what you said about you knowing your body is like operating at its max capacity or, or like a fine-tuned kind of... Sure. Operation resonates with me because that's why I quit. Is I just felt like I was missing something and needed to. I needed to change mm-hmm. my diet. It just just had this feeling that I had to do it, and I still have the same beliefs. I I didn't eat meat because I was. Uh, I just I didn't believe in killing animals, and I still really don't mm-hmm. um, unnecessarily mm-hmm. or for the fun of it. Right. I mean, I kill an ant, and I'm like, ah, darn it, you know, didn't really want to do that. But um, yeah, ants can get fucked. Well, I agree. I if they're in my house, yeah, it's fucking. I'm going genocide on them. But if they're outside, I'm not going out killing them outside. Um, well, that was actually one of my professions for a while. So I did pest control for about six years. So. Yeah, but you were controlling them from getting in people's houses. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, it just, just never it, registered in my head like that. <laughs> That's all. I've always. I was always very sensitive to to that and I, I i think i still am but now i hunt because you know if you're gonna eat meat you gotta kind of understand that someone's killing the animal it should probably be you when, i, when I the opportunity would, I presents. Think there's a, i think there's a strong argument to be made i mean that hunters of which all three of us are 
have more are more in tune of like the responsibility and the gravity of what it is to take an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Is I've always thought that. And mm-hmm. you and me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I got into hunting. Of course. Maybe six, seven years ago or something like that. And it was drilled in my head, you know, when you start talking to other hunters, like it's a huge deal when they start taking the, talking about the importance of like an ethical shot and not being irresponsible and having, you know, knowing your equipment and knowing, you know, what's a good shot to take and what's not. And you're going to use that whole animal. And like, you know, the responsibility that you have that you are taking to life is, I think it's, it's been a weird misunderstanding uh, that people that don't hunt have that they are like, you guys are just kind of hillbillies out there, like shooting things for fun. And you're like, no, nah. like the, the, the most people, the most in tune and like responsible people that, you know, that, that take on that responsibility of taking the life of an animal have been hunters. And that was something that was surprising for me to learn when I got into hunting. And it's been, it's stayed true this entire time. So, well, there's 100%. not only that, but the part of land conservation as well. Like, right. Me and yeah. Patty kind of consider ourselves like the violent hippies. Like, I get so fucking right. irritated when people pollute, right. leave trash behind all this shit and just leave a place worse than, you know. Yeah when you when you got there it's like no you gotta <laughs> you gotta clean up after yourself you have to make sure that generations you know ahead of us have these opportunities to do this and <clears throat> no matter what it's no matter what animal i've harvested you always get like the the pride of this animal right and i've tried to give you know like duck or goose or whatever it is to you know friends or roommates and like dude this fucking i'm not into this This is too gamey it's not like the 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 farm duck that you get uh because you know there's those kept in a cage and force fed exactly with a tube stuck down his throat you know this factory fatted you know animal i'm like what you're eating is not an animal that doesn't exist in nature that's (laughs) i mean factory animal yes it tastes good (laughs) give you that very very good fair enough (laughs) it'll agree but you know it's like i gave these guys some jerky that like the first test round wasn't that good it was way too fucking salty it was good i I brined it 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 was was a little salty it was a little salty you know so the next that, that was duck or goose? That was goose. Was well, that it? was that was mixed. Okay. Yeah. Um, duck and goose have very similar. Well, wild duck and goose. So, Paul, uh, maybe you should give some background. You sure. have been duck hunting since you were uh, seven years old. Seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. Taken out of my first hunting trip with my dad. Um, rode on the handlebars of his 10 speed uh <laughs> nice <laughs> we're at it <laughs> traditional hunting yeah. vehicle yeah, yeah the original <laughs> side by side yeah rode on the handlebars um let's see i had my grandma's 20 gauge and this thing was a goose gun i mean the thing was tall like bigger than i was you know and I remember riding out there and it's just pouring rain. I remember because I was wearing these blue sweatpants and I was just wearing some, you know, sneakers or something like that, just ill prepared. And I remember I had to piss and my dad was like, just go. It'll warm you up for a little bit, you know, because it was <laughs> just rain. go, I, man. I, this is before Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, yeah, this, this is long before Dumb and Dumber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, just go, Paul James. Don't and I tell just, me he's wearing two pairs of gloves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Rockies. Duh. We're duck hunting. Yeah. <laughs> So he, I remember because he was kind of half-assed holding this umbrella over us as we're riding this bike. And we get down to the spot, and we're up on this levee, and we're up on the bank of this levee. And my dad, he has this uh, – it's like a camo tarp that he kind of sets up, gets a fire going because he knew I was just fucking jackhammering it. You know, yeah. I'm a kid. Yeah. I'm freezing. 
So he goes, you know, I'll whistle when it's time to crawl up on the levee and then look down and, you know, there will be ducks down there. So sitting there, waiting, waiting, waiting. Okay. My dad, he goes, rides a bike down to this boat that has a hole in it, by the way. So he has a very short time frame. And you're, you're sitting there with your, uh, I'm with, sitting there with your granny's 20 gauge, with my granny's 20 gauge yeah, locked and loaded, ready to go. And as a seven year old, your dad is like fully confident in your abilities to oh, operate yeah. that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, for that sure. Gun. And it, awesome. it even, it even had a glitch on it too, because it was a pump. So you had to hold the action forward. So he goes, don't forget, you gotta, you gotta, put pressure on this thing to go forward, you know, before you aim at the bird. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting out there. I wasn't even shaking. I wasn't even nervous because I didn't know what I was getting into, you right. know? Yeah. So yeah. This is before you had experienced the utter bliss of shooting ducks out of the air. For sure. You had no idea I, what you were, what drug was about to hit your main vein in your, <laughs> your arm. <laughs> I had no clue. I thought we were just shooting cans in the backyard, Yeah, you yeah. know, cause he, he didn't, talk it up to being anything he goes there's going to be a bird that's going to be on the water you know which my first shot was off the water it was a buffalo head so these birds are they're kind of stupid and uh they're smaller birds <clears throat> they're diver are they divers i hope i don't butcher that one but anyways um, uh, you, you want to take a minute to do some research? No. <laughs> we, can, we can pause I mean, this we, and uh, we, we could, we'll make you we sound could. smart, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Like a fucking expert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think you are an expert, but I could tell you basically any, any breed of duck, you know, if you were to point one out, yeah. I was just pointing out to these guys he's the other day, that, took I, out the I, binoculars. I two yeah. like black dots going across the sky. And he's like, Oh, look at those pintails. I'm like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, that's a Drake. That's I like, a I hand. I had some yeah. in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was some mallards that were on I the water. It was a floater. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, you see that one with a green head? That's a Drake. That's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know how you know that. <laughs> it just, it just, you you know, years of practice and, um, shooting just multiple birds and having to identify them, you know? Um, so I knew my dad, he's out on this boat. Like I said, it's a rowboat with a hole in it. And he the starts, story can't get more old. He starts scaring up the birds and these Buffalo head, they, they kind of just barely get up off the water and just kind of, and they landed you know, right in the spot where I was at the levee. And I hear, you know, I hear my dad whistle. So I get up, I kind of like army crawl over the levee and I look down and I see just a group of birds. I had no idea what the fuck I was looking at. So the first shot I take, boom, I miss. Again, again, (laughs) boom. And I just like barreled this duck on the water and I could just hear my dad just like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just fucking so, so stoked. stoked. Just so stoked. Yeah. Rose over there, you know, puts puts the, the bird in the boat, comes back, has to fucking flip the boat over. And then, I mean, we left just after that. You know, yeah. my dad knew, I, you know, because right after, I go right back down to the fire. I'm just in there like, fuck, when is this going to yeah. end? When is this going to end? You know? So cold. And yeah, it comes back around, picks me up. Didn't think much of it, you know, like we had breasted out the bird, but it was in good shape. Like I didn't totally butcher it because any birds that have taxidermy, I mean, if you shoot their fucking head off, you're going to have a hell of a time, you know, trying to make this bird look nice. Right. Like the last bird that I got, I mean, I can show you guys pictures of this. This thing's a fucking albatross. It's <laughs> the biggest Drake mallard I've ever shot. <laughs> really? And I got just one pellet like through the head. Huh. So, I mean, it just had like a bloody eye and 
you know, they were, they, he taxidermied it in such a fashion that that eye that was fucked up is like facing the other way from its wing. Oh, they don't have like a, like jar of eyeballs that they put in. Well, <laughs> they use the real eyes. No, no, they, <laughs> no, they, they, they use fake eyes. But what I'm saying is, is from the damage from the blood, it yeah. fucked up the, uh, like the feathers on that side. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, at least to my knowledge, <laughs> no, no, they use, they use fake beak. They use fake feet, all that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they just, you know, paint them or whatever, but no, all the plumage, all it's the actually a fake bird. Yeah. It's actually uh, a fake bird. Dude, if you looked at this thing, you'd be like, there's no way that's fake just because of the the, the plumage and the, the the vibrant colors on these you know, yeah, their feathers no. and their wings. It's fucking insane, especially if you look at it in you know different different light. Um, yeah, I can't remember the wild. bird that we were talking about. We recently saw two ducks, and you had said something like, "Oh wait, wait, watch he's gonna he's gonna spread his wings real quick." And you watch these colors, and like yeah. right on cue, that thing did it, and it was like fluorescent, like Caltrans green. These colors like popped out. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's awesome. It's like a, almost like a metallic crazy. It's awesome. And then yeah, yeah, the way it reflects the light off, it was, it was badass looking. And yeah. it happened like just like right like like we were watching a movie or something like that. Did you cool. take any shots at it with a nail gun? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did throw my screw gun. At it. <laughs> <laughs> take that, you stupid bird! Eight <laughs> <Hey>, bird. <clears throat> but yeah, man. So then, uh, no, we got home. You know, my dad he showed me, you know, the basics of you know how to at least breast a bird out because he knew that he was going to get a taxidermy for me for that as the first bird. So he was very delicate with it. So we just breasted it out, but we didn't, you know, pull any of the feathers off any of that yeah. stuff. That's and a great idea yeah. to taxidermy your first bird. Oh, it's dude. It's on my wall at my that's, house right yeah, now. That's awesome. Uh, junior asks me like at least once a week when we're going to go hunting. Sure. He really wants Frankie to, does too. to go duck hunting. Yeah. Yeah. I all the the three birds that I do have on my wall. I have that I have that buffalo head, that uh, Drake mallard, and then I have a uh, pintail. Uh, the pintail was actually I didn't shoot it. It was actually gifted to me um, from this old man at this uh, this duck club that we go to. Well, it used to be a duck club, but now it's just this dairy that we have access to um, out in Sebastopol, out of all places. If you can believe that, <laughs> when I tell people I go hunting in Sebastopol, they're like. What when we yeah, were gonna when we were trying to, me at all. yeah when we yeah. were trying to get set up for duck hunting is we had talked about that I was like yeah we're gonna go out Sebastopol like you can hunt out there yeah <laughs> I was like well if you think about it there's tons of pastures and everything yeah 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 makes sense yeah. but the 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 paradox though is the um, the character of that town is not what you'd think of as a hunting no hub, yeah they, they don't want to hear gunshots <laughs> yeah. no going no. off but yeah i mean it's you know the the landowners especially with the geese the you know canada goose those things will just destroy properties totally you know um corn especially and that's one of the number one crops that he has out there so, bring a fucking cannon out here i don't care and like okay <laughs> we can't do that there's a limit <laughs> yeah there is a season for this you know you have to you know respect these things um, because I have seen fishing game out there and I mean, they'll be on a neighboring property with some high power binoculars mm-hmm. yeah. and as soon as you drive off on the public road, you're fucking done, you know? And yeah. that's, I, I would hate to get, you know, my hunting privileges revoked for doing something 
you know, stupid like that. It's like, just follow that's, the fucking rules. You know? That's something that I wrestle with. I mean, <clears throat> as we say, everything goes back to free driving. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Is I just, I'm, I don't know. I've just maybe 10 years ago decided, you know, laws are only laws if you choose to follow them. And <laughs> yeah, we've gone over this before. Yeah. Yeah. Suggestions. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and where I deer hunt is very, very, very remote, like way up in the mountains. <clears throat> And you can, I don't think I've come across fishing game ever, Mm -hmm. but there's one windy country road that goes out there and what they do and like, especially on opening, opening weekend of deer season, they just set up a roadblock and they check everyone. They check your weapon, they check what kind of ammo you're using. They search your car even, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know they had the uh, authority to do so. Yeah. And uh, it's, so you got to, but in my mind, is I go like I just I don't follow rules, but I, t- I always try to say the up and up on hunting. You know what I mean? Like using the correct ammo, and mm-hmm. you know I had a shot at a deer just this last deer season, but it was like seven minutes before legal hunting light. Sure, I was like, oh, do I? And I didn't take the shot. And yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a, it can be a bit <laughs> of a slippery slope for sure. I wasn't yeah. there, so I'm not going to judge. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like seven minutes. You could probably make up a pretty good well, story. Well, you were someone who was watching you. Well, the thing is, is where where the particular place I was hunting at is. You hear a shot; it echoes throughout the entire mm-hmm. valley. It sounds mm-hmm. like it could be on the neighboring property. And what I hear is like fishing game is they figure out like someone just took a shot before mm-hmm. you know at deer season before legal light. What a fucking crock of shit, yeah, dude. Well, I mean, you get that like on opening day at duck <clears> season, especially if so, you do, yeah. Go ahead. Well, do you guys think, I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Do you guys think that if uh, we lived in a stateless society, as we would prefer, mm-hmm. that um, how do you think things like conservation and uh, protecting animal uh, herds would work? What do you mean? Do As, you think, like how so we don't have yeah. fish and game. Mm-hmm. And so, do you think that that would be a problem? Like, would would deer be overhunted? Would ducks be overhunted in situations like that? That's a good question because it depends on like the accessibility. Like, I I can't tell you how many times I've gone out to shoot birds and you just get fucking skunked. Totally. You know? Where it's like not They're- every yeah not every <clears throat> time you go out you you one hundred percent do not have the opportunity to shoot there's right. there's nothing flying right you, you got nothing you know so I was, my, I was my mom was trying to tell me when she was visiting matt always likes when i bring up stories about my mom <laughs> that um there's all these animals going extinct around the world and the reason is that hunters are <laughs> killing them and driving them to extinction and i tried to explain to her that hunters are probably the biggest push that there is the biggest amount of resources go into conservation of animals from hunters mm-hmm. who want the animals to exist and, so that they can hunt them. And they also, and they I, are, <clears throat> they are literally funding the conservation. Yeah. Efforts. Oh, dude. Exactly. The, the, you know, the hundreds of dollars a year that you pay for your duck tags and your deer tags and your hunting license that goes towards the conservation of the land and the animals. Like that's how 
you know, fishing game are funded to do their studies and go like, okay, this is how many deer tags we're going to release or whatever. Like that's funded by the money that you pay to actually hunt. Right. That's what we say. It's like there's no more people like more in tune with the land and the conservation and the animal population than hunters because they have a direct relationship to right. it. And also to what you were saying, Polly, is the biggest thing that one of the biggest kind of myths that was dispelled with when I started hunting mm-hmm. is people say like, hey, I just well, you just go out there and you're just like blowing away a bunch of animals yeah, like, yeah. I'm like you have no idea how hard it is to hunt <laughs> like legit like, yeah, it is yeah. very very difficult that's why it's yeah. called hunting and not <laughs> killing yeah <laughs> killing if, if yeah if you yeah. think you're gonna go out there and you know pay for a trip or whatever oh i mean you could probably just blast like five of them <laughs> good luck unless yeah, you're doing yeah. that helicopter thing in hawaii where they kill the goats it seems like they uh or helicopter yeah, pig hunting in Texas. yeah pig, that's yeah. that's a difference that's well that's an eradication that needs to happen ex- yeah exactly you know? that's because like what you used to do except with pigs instead of ants yeah <laughs> <laughs> dude i always thought about the fucking the most badass bachelor party that you could ever have oh, is going dude. and fucking doing that. That would be, that would be fucking fun. Be like, boys, yeah. <laughs> we're not doing some dumb shit. We're not going to Vegas. Dude, like, <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. I am officially now on a mission to find you a wife. Yes, yes. We, I was going to get there. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, so, <laughs> gentlemen. All right, guys. Hold yeah. on. Your party is going to be yeah, pretty there's, pricey. There's God your, damn it. There's your cue. Is it expensive? Yeah. To do uh, that? You yeah, know, to get I, up in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. But those pro, even those programs, because in Texas, the the wild hogs are an insane invasive species. Yeah, they're destroying dude. the farmlands. Yeah. But even then, well, they go out invasive and, uh, everywhere in America. Yeah, they go out in the in a, in a helicopter and mow them down. All that meat goes to needy families. That meat, mm-hmm. all that meat, they go and collect all the carcasses and process. All they the did meat. what they do is they pick up the carcasses and they just drive around to the needy families. They just throw it on the doorstep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they don't even You're welcome. Like, there's a post-it note with a yeah. YouTube link. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Got it. They were doing the shit in caves. <laughs> so yeah. if I can answer the question I asked, I think that this is how it would go if there was no fishing game. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have a problem at all. I don't think there would be any issue with animals being overhunted because you would have property owners that allowed you to hunt on their property, presumably for a fee or for some reason. If those animals disappeared, you were no longer paying them to hunt on their property or um, whatever they got out of it. They would they would lose out on that. They have just as much interest in preserving those animals yeah. as the hunters do, as the fishing game presumably does. And if you're talking about public property, well, we're talking about a stateless society. There wouldn't be any public mm-hmm. property. Everyone would own the property. And so for places that wanted to make money off of hunters hunting the property, they would be incentivized to have limits also just to keep it going. And so would the hunters. I mean, hunters don't, like we, you guys were just saying, don't want the animals to be wiped out. No, so, they want to keep hunting. In fact, if you want to, yeah. if you hate hunters... And you don't want them to be out there hunting animals. The best thing that you could do is just try to make those animals go extinct. That would piss off hunters and keep them from hunting. Yeah. Right. And that's what happens in places like Kenya where the elephants get hunted nearly to extinction because everything is public. Nothing is, there's no act, there's no legal hunting allowed of elephants or anything. And in the countries in Africa where they've actually made hunting legal because all the land is privately owned they have had explosions in the elephant population because mm-hmm. of the management of the people that own the property. 
It's pretty cool. I also think it wouldn't be a problem because as we were just speaking to previously is that the barrier to entry, the misunderstanding of like how easy hunting is, is a wild fallacy and the barrier to entry of like what it takes, the amount of effort that it takes and the time invested that it would take, that it actually takes to harvest an animal. I just think that most people are not going to, not like everyone's going to go out like, all right, we're all going to go hunting now. It's like no one, the amount of like knowledge that you need to accrue and the, and the reps you need to do with your, and the, and the time you need to spend with your weapon and how to hunt and everything. It's, it, it's insane. Like the, the, the return on hunting is almost ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about the time and money spent. Sure. That's why we domesticated animals. Yes. And I also thought that the first time that I hunted turkeys is me and my buddy, we were hunting with bows, we were hunting turkeys and we spent, we found a turkey. This is, pissing down rain, we're crawling through the brush. We spent six hours trying to call out this one turkey. Finally called it out. It took off off on us. We were unsuccessful. And I just, the first thing that popped in my mind, I'm all, from just using my kind of caveman brain here, from a calories in, calories out perspective, let's say we got that turkey. Like, would that replenish the calories that two people spent trying to get this? And let's say we were trying to feed the, our family and the rest of the tribe with mm. this turkey. It was like, God dang, dude, what a rough way to live. Yeah. Just Im- I'm just imagining like a group of Native Americans is looking at you guys just shaking their heads like, unbelievable. Yeah, just, <laughs> eat some fucking corn, buddy. <laughs> Shame on you. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah well, I think Let's it talk also- more about Polly's uh, dating life. Um, so <laughs> what, what, you're on some apps, I assume. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Can we pull those up and talk about uh, what's going on there? Because I, I do want you to experience, this is, in all seriousness, I want you to, I want every friend of mine and every to go pig hunting in man Texas. <laughs> to go pig hunting in Texas before they get married and start a family. Because yeah. for me, the, having my son has been the like greatest thing, most unexpectedly great thing that's ever happened in my life. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, un- saw, it's indescribable. Too, yeah. Yeah. I think I was telling you the other day that I had this moment the other night where I was putting Junior to bed because Mama wasn't home. She usually does it, but I had to do it because she was playing soccer, selfishly. And um, I was putting him to bed, and we were laying on, his, on the top bunk of his bunk bed, and uh, he just kind of like, we'd finished reading the book, and he was kind of just like laying there looking at me, and I we were just having this like bonding moment, like, sure. like you can't describe. And the, the love that I felt at that moment was like, um, it was like being face to face with God. Mm. You know, it was like this, and I don't ever get to feel that because my role in his life is not like this really like lovey dovey kind of soft and like feely kind of role. I mean, we have, you know, we do have moments that are close, but that moment was so intense and it was just so crazy. I was laying there thinking like, it's like I'm looking God in the eyes right now, you know? And I, I think his mom gets that a lot because they, their relationship is much different. They're like, They were literally connected. Their bodies were connected at one point. They have a different relationship. Mm -hmm. But I got to experience that for one second that night, putting him to bed. And it was like, you just, 
you don't know that that's the, that that's out there. That's what happens when you have a kid. You, when, before you have a kid, and I know you, this is, is not necessarily describing you, but before you have a kid, a lot of people think like, oh, it's like such an inconvenience. It's going to ruin my life. I want to, I'm not ready yet. I want to have fun. I want to do the, you know, single thing or the, just me and my wife thing. Um, and they're right. It does ruin your life, but you don't care because <laughs> <laughs> because what you get in exchange is so insane. Mm-hmm. You can't describe it. You can't imagine it. It's the most magical, f- spiritual, just beautiful thing that the that most of us ever get to experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and that night it, it just hit me like fucking lightning bolt. Like wow, I can't believe how like precious that moment was you know i probably won't get that again for another year or something but um (laughs) it was just like fuck man everyone needs this every dude that is thinking like you know should i or shouldn't i or it's like you gotta you gotta make it fucking happen the way i always pull up your apps let's see what's uh (laughs) (laughs) let's see what you're working with here we're gonna manage your accounts let's Let's get someone pregnant (laughs) the uh yeah shoot me uh shoot us a a message on instagram if you uh want to marry this guy and have lots of babies uh the dude dude is solid we vouch for him The way uh, something kind of resonated with me that you that you mentioned, and that's how I described it. When my I very much consider that my life started when my son was born, like it, officially, like I was born more or less like when I met my wife, because that's when I got on the trajectory that I was on, and then my mm-hmm. came to I don't know my life came to fruition when my son was born because I barely remember like how my brain used to work before that. I'm just a completely different person. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Everything changed. <laughs> if you want to know, just hit me up. <laughs> but um, <laughs> when the people that would ask me is like, what, what's it like to have a kid? I'm like, you know what it's like? It's not, it's not awesome. I mean, it is, but it's not just this amazing, like beautiful, like blissful experience. I mean, no. it, it is part of those things, but what it is, is imagine you have gone through life and, you know, mid- midway or, you know, a third of the way through your life, someone tells you, he's like, hey, did you know you've been wearing, you know, a welding mask and earphone, you know, earplugs this entire time? You're like, really? And it's like you pull up that mask, you pull out the earplugs. It's like the volume on your life gets just turned up. The happiness, the fear, the, you know, the worry, the emotional satiation, everything just goes up in spades. Like mm. it's just someone turns up the volume of your entire life. Like you're walking through with a kind of like a subdued version of of who you actually were. Yeah, and that was my personal experience. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, for but, me too. And I know I I can grew up with guys who's like, yeah, I just had a kid and it just didn't. There are those no. people. There are those people there out there that don't see it the way that that yeah. we do. That we're describing it right now. Yeah, but there's something about seeing a small person learn things and experience things for the first time that both, makes both good and bad. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. makes yeah. you kind of go back and, and look at things that, you know, revisit that in your own life. It's kind of like, like rewinding a movie and watching it again, you know, like a movie that made you really think like you watch it again and you're like, uh, like, like Top that's, Gun. exactly. Thank Top you. Gun. Some of the twists. <laughs> Top Gun. Or we can watch Top Gun <laughs> or I don't know if you guys Frankie. Wrong. we can watch Top Frankie. Gun after this. Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh yeah you 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 just 
you see everything fresh, like, like for the first time, it's such a trip, like yeah. to see a small human brain, like wrap their head around math for the first time. Yeah. You know, like my, my kid right now is getting like, like he knows what two plus three equals mm-hmm. and it seems so stupid but he didn't used to mm-hmm. and to see him kind of like but ever since it, we switched to common core it doesn't really matter what the answer is <laughs> it's like whatever you say it's right son exactly <laughs> welcome <laughs> to 2023 <laughs> or yeah. sorry to call you son by the way yeah. <laughs> right whatever you choose to identify as offspring oh you're the dad now well, okay that's oh. <laughs> that yeah my uh my a, a great like awakening moment for my son was that he was because as they get older they start picking up more and more and more and more like you know you realize like oh he's picking up like the little bad things that I do you know what I mean and luckily like we don't watch our language in this house and I just you know never thought it necessary to and but we just told him like hey just don't say these words yeah same with us and uh these are luckily, adult words you're not allowed to say works him. like he just mm. kid never curses works for my kid too actually yeah. i would give that advice to any parent like well, we, there are adult words and there are kid words right it's just like anything there's adult you can't drive the car either yeah i mean you can't a little bit sitting on my lap coming home <laughs> papa's had a few and then i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> You're too to get <laughs> Officer, no, I was not driving. Look, who's holding the steering wheel? It's not me. He identifies <laughs> as 18. <laughs> but though I realized he was uh, when the whole pandemic went down and we moved to the neighborhood that we are now. And the, um, I'm trying to think of a polite way to say this, <laughs> is uh, not ideologically aligned with everyone on the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll say this. And this is in the beginning of the pandemic. So a lot of masks and a lot of people staying in their houses or whatever. And we were just like, no, they could go out and tell my kids. Like, cause we grew up, I think the three of us all grew up the same. It's like kids, they gotta be outside. They gotta have adventure. They mm-hmm. gotta like, they gotta fall off the fucking monkey bars. They gotta like, you know, do the, get shot with a BB gun eventually, you know what I mean? I like, that's how you learn how to play. It's like how you learn conflict resolution and how to get along with other kids. And so we just throw them out the house and it's like, go, go play out there. And we're in a quasi rural spot where they have trees and stuff to play on or whatever. Yeah. I, I'd like, I, I feel bad for people, you know, in our, you know, age bracket, give or take, you know, yeah. five, 10 years that, Never had the opportunity to go, you know, catch fucking snakes in the creek or yeah. go mm-hmm. have like, <laughs> we used to do this thing where we'd catch crawdads mm-hmm. and crawfish, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> and uh, across this like pretty like main road, we'd have crawdad races and whomever <laughs> made it across first, like you win or if yours didn't get run over. Basically, <laughs> I mean, we'd bring snakes home, to, you know. Uh, you know, lizards, whatever. Where was like, this? This was in Runner Park, and that's the thing. People really, people are like, dude, where the fuck did you grow up? You're like a like a redneck. And I'm like, no, I, not really. I don't know. I'm just like an outdoors guy. There's you know? crawdads in Runner Park. Oh, well, back, back yeah. then, because we used to come. Oh I yeah, used, yeah. I used to come down I here. Used to, in Maryland, growing up, we had crawfish, but uh, in yeah. the creeks. I just thought that was an East Coast thing. I didn't even realize nope. they had one here. Oh wow. no, no, no. I yeah. remember coming down probably like when you were a kid because yeah. I used to come. I played on a traveling soccer team, so we come down here almost every weekend during the soccer season mm-hmm. to play the teams down here. Back then, 
Rona Park had a very, very large part of it was very rural. It wasn't what yeah. it is now. It no. Right. Well, it eventually expanded to the city that kind of butted up to the cities, you know, both north and south of it. Mm-hmm. But back then, man, it was pure, just tons of cow pastures and everything. And I know where you grew up. It was like basically in the country out there, more or less. Yeah. Like you guys were butted up right up to it. For sure. And still behind my, behind my folks' house. Yeah. I still live in the same house, you know, 40 years. Yeah. And although I, you know, I know. <laughs> I know you don't believe me and <laughs> that I'm in disbelief. But, uh, <laughs> it's a <that> joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> I feel your pain, dude. Yeah. Same, same house. Same house you grew up in. Um, yeah. The, there's the fields behind the house. I mean, we go play paintball out there. Go. That's actually where we patterned uh, my first shotgun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad. Let's see. How old was I when he got that for me? It was like maybe 10, 10 or 11. Uh, 20 gauge as well. And yeah, we just we twenty went, gauge is a nice gauge. It's a nice gauge. Um, you're not going to get as much uh, knockdown power, um, you obviously. Know, obviously, as you would with the twenty or I'm sorry, a twelve rather. But uh, or ten. Fucking ten. Have you shot a ten gauge? I have not. Uh, those things are fun, but those will fuck your shoulder up. Dude, my twelve gauge <laughs> fucks my shoulder up. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you chamber? Can you shoot up to uh, three three and a half? Uh, probably. I mean, it's a pump action. Uh, Dickinson is the, is the brand. Hmm. Is it an older or newer shotgun? It's newer. Okay. It's made in Turkey. It's an American brand that uh, moved their operation to Turkey. Okay. So, um, it, uh, but it kicks like a fucking mule. It's just. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I, I shot probably 10 rounds through it the first time I shot it and I had a big old bruise on my. Well, you also probably didn't. You probably didn't know how to shoot at that time too, because I remember when I shot my first twelve gauge, I was holding it, you know, about an inch off my shoulder, and just, yeah, you know, no. If I did that, I would have lost my arm. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the shotgun that I have, I got from my my grandpa, and it only chambers up to two and three quarter, which is a fairly small, you know, uh, round. But I told Maddie, like when he bought his gauge, I was like, dude, make sure you can shoot at least three inch. Mm-hmm. You know, and his can shoot three and a half. His is fucking nice shotgun like i can't wait to go out and you know shoot it with him yeah but um yeah nonetheless yeah we went out there and we just went a couple hundred yards out in the field patterned it walked back like nothing happened none of the neighbors were you know out there called the cops called the sheriffs any of that stuff (laughs) my old neighbor or like my folks old neighbor this guy chuck looking back on it now he had like a you know like a marlboro jacket and like Marlboro fucking chair that, you know, he'd get from the Marlboro miles on that. Like this guy would just choke down Siggy's all day. <laughs> like, Dude, to get a kid, jacket. I mean, dude, how many cigarettes is that? Yeah, like, no shit. Right. But 10 I, million cigarettes. I just remember this guy's laugh. It was just like the most like just heinous, <laughs> gnarly laugh. I mean, and he, this guy, this guy was fuck everybody. Fuck the county. Fuck, you know, government, all this, that. I mean, he built this completely illegal, like, you know, port a pad in his backyard where he had all kinds of vehicles. I remember he had, like, these tubed out, uh, like, basically rock crawling rigs. Uh, I mean, he had all kinds of shit. Sounds like one of us. Yeah. But he built us our first go kart, you know, and we'd drive that around the back road or around the neighborhood. There was one night 
before my old man stopped drinking, which is a very good thing, they were shooting <laughs> skeet off the fucking back deck, like in a residential <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, man. Uh, dude, simpler times. Yeah, dude. But my dad, he still, he doesn't, he don't give a shit, man. Well, you know, back then, people just didn't give a shit. Yeah. As much well, as they do still, now. I mean, he still doesn't, you know. There's... Did you see that video of the... Uh, I don't know. I guess not. We we played it on the podcast, so there was audio of it. Of this, it was probably in the late seventies. Mm-hmm. Oh, the and the, the the it was in somewhere like Kentucky the, or the drinking and driving thing, yeah. Tennessee, yeah. where oh, they had just yeah, passed yeah. a new I law that. saying yeah, yeah. that like no more drinking and driving, and everyone's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure. why shouldn't we be able to drink and drive? Yeah, and that's my. I'm like, yeah, why not? As long as you don't hurt anyone, what's the big deal? That's when we when you played that same audio thing with the and we watched shooting. and we watched the video at the same time. The first thing I thought of was like, I have just as you know, right in the same time period as helping my dad wash his motocross, you know, his dirt bike in the driveway. He'd wash that ranchero mm-hmm. down. We lived in the country, country roads. There's no sidewalks or anything like that. And then he'd put us all in the back of the truck and race it up and down the road to dry it off. Like sure. beer between his legs. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like I mean, we had the luxury there just there were no cops where right. I grew up. You know, it was it was so rural. Yeah. But it was like my dad was a great father, very mm-hmm. much loved his kids. Like would ne- never do anything to put us at danger. Yeah. But if you were to tell if I were to tell walk into a mixed company, you know, go to a cocktail party, which I'm not going to attend. <laughs> it's <laughs> To walk in there and say, yeah, I dried off my truck. Yeah, it's cool. I threw my kid in the back and just had a beer between my legs and just raced up and down the street you know, until it dried off. Like, it, the people's mouths would be hanging open. And you go, like, really, though? Like, ri- riddle me this. Like, what's the risk? Yeah. Like, I know if I'm being, if I'm, like, if I was, like, too drunk. It's like, I'm not going to, there's no way I'm going to put my kid in a car or myself. It's totally. Like, uh, allegedly. <laughs> and if you do and you fuck up then you pay the consequences you pay the consequences yeah i get the same i get a thrill out of every time junior is in the back seat when we get close to home he wants to drive yeah so we we pull over and let him drive and it's about 50 50 people that see us driving and are like oh that's cute and they, they kind of wave or people that are just like kind of give us a stink eye yeah mm-hmm. right because he's you know but it's like obviously if a cop saw us they would Pull us over. Yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Sure. But why? I'm in my neighborhood. I'm in control. Well, fuck, I can, yeah. fuck the cops, though, and fuck the law. Starting point for this discussion. <laughs> Agreed. But, but, yes, and. But what's interesting to discuss is the people that give you the stink eye and yeah. the other people that just wait. It's like it's some people's brains are broken to an extent that we can't – like they have a hard time going like met, met, let people make their own decisions. Mm-hmm. Like they just assume that they're responsible. If they fuck up, then we can have the discussion about you know maybe restricting their behavior because they've done something wrong. They need some kind of or retribution or some kind of retribution. And I think some people, and we talk about it in the context of this podcast with the the notion of being the statist, is that people see this, and we saw this in spades in COVID. They go like, "You're going against the rules," and it's mm-hmm. just it's breaking my brain. Mm-hmm. Like it's breaking my brain that you're not doing what the rest of us are doing. You have to follow the rules. Yeah. Well, I mean, what is, well, go ahead. Yeah. I, I you know, uh, like right when, uh, you know, COVID and all that crap started and, you know, 
you, you may or may not have people asking you, hey, can I borrow a gun or something like that? It's like, <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind? Like, you've never it's, shot a fucking gun I've before. Had multiple yeah. people ask me, can and, I borrow yeah, a gun? No, same yeah, shit, no, dude. No, like, like, why not? Because no. fucking people like you made a bunch of laws against it. Yeah. So well, even if, even fun. without those laws, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not no. just going to give you a gun. I did. That was crazy? such a great time to go. Like, no, you should have bought one five years ago when I told you you should have bought right. one. Right. And now, now, no. You and you you have you have no firearm safety, you know. You, I mean, that's at the top of the list. Yeah, but I mean, and the, you know, the other fact that you do you have no experience at all, you yeah. know. And it's that was the one thing that my dad instilled in us, you know, right. with mm-hmm. hunting. Yeah. You never ever point a gun at somebody unless you're going to use it. Follow the four. That's yeah. four rules you know? that you stick in your brain. And you will be fine with a firearm. 100%. I actually told one friend, I'm all, the mere fact that you just texted me that question means I should never, ever give you a firearm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You know, and I I remember this story, you know, about growing up, our our neighbors, I won't name any names, but their, their mom wouldn't let them come over and shoot, you know, pellet guns in the backyard. Yeah. We'd shoot at cans or whatever, completely safe. Yeah. And, you know, we'd, we would wear safety glasses and stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a couple times wow. where you shoot something that's metal and you fucking ricochet, you yeah. know, real quick, you hear, yeah. you hear whiz by. You Especially know? with a pellet gun. Yeah, with like a pellet gun. Oh, dude, for it sure. It matters. Oh, dude, I've, I've definitely gotten yeah. blasted by a number with, of them. With the Red Rider, you can maybe take one off the face. Yeah. Like, no, for <laughs> sure. But yeah, no, he, you know, it's, you'll shoot your eye out, like mm-hmm. straight up from Christmas Story, yeah. you know? And I remember one time uh, the the neighbor's parents went out of town and, you know, they were sleeping over at the house or whatever. And my dad let him shoot in the back. It was just BB gun, pellet gun, whatever. And our other neighbor was in cahoots with the, you know, the kid's parents mm. and totally fucking stitched my dad out. <laughs> and like, oh man, he got, he was in the fucking doghouse for that one. But he was just fuck like, that. fuck it. These kids want to shoot a pellet gun. I'm, I'm going to teach them all, all the rules, you know, that are involved with, you know, shooting I've, guns. I've had discussions. I think that's important. Yeah. yeah I, I do too. I've, I do it with my, my, my boy has, he's four years old. He owns a, well, he has a, he has a red rider mm-hmm. and I bought him the junior version the kids version and still had to cut like two and a half inches off the stock so that he yeah. can actually hold it. Yeah, he's got a, he has it out like this. He can like barely. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But he knows the four rules yeah. of gun safety. Like, I've had discussions with people that, cause as someone that owns multiple guns in Minecraft, <laughs> well, you used to. <laughs> yeah, they all sink in that boating accident. That boating accident. And your guns. Tragic. And your guns. So, all of our guns. Shame. God, so me and all my friends. Funny, all three of us were on that yeah, man, uh, boat together. Beautiful that firearms, too. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. Me and deep, all my friends, lake. for some reason, loaded all of our firearms onto a boat. Well, we <laughs> wanted to get the them lake. to the other side of the lake. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't remember why. How do you do that without a boat? Yeah. That was a tragedy. But I remember like, oh. someone that who's not into who has a fairly abhorrent reaction to firearms is saying like, "Aren't you a little nervous? Like you have kids in the house?" I was like, "No, I don't think I, you don't <laughs> think I take the guns are going to get out of the safe and go find the kids <laughs> and like, shoot them." <laughs> well, first and foremost, I go like, "Do you not think that crossed my mind? The safety of the children of my house, <laughs> like, ah, eh, fuck them, yeah." <laughs> and then I think about like the way that I grew up, you know, which is you know in the country and is. Like, Every high school party that we went to, there was a 
gun, not a gun safe, a gun case, like a yeah. bookshelf, glass doors, glass with shotguns and rifles, with not a even skeleton a, not key. Even, you know, it has a skeleton key. key. I can say roughly, <laughs> yeah. I've been to a hundred parties where <laughs> that was the case. Yeah. You want to know how many times a gun came out of that case? Seven. No. Six. Uh, <laughs> and so I lost long. six friends yeah. in high school. And I did a lot of learning. <laughs> Had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Zero, because yeah. everyone grew but up they, with guns. You're like, martyrs. No. Like, if someone even touched that case, you know, everyone in that room would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't, you know, if it's someone that we didn't know or something like that. Yeah. You just knew because you grew up. It wasn't like this weird taboo thing. Right. Like, oh, there's a gun. Like, let's pull it out. Even at parties at the river bar, sometimes people would bring guns there yeah. and like fire them off in the air. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh my God, James has a gun. Mm. What do we do? It was just kind of like, all right, well. Well, he's trained to be a fed, so. It's not- yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> different James. It's just back to shooting. <laughs> yeah, dude, we didn't even have a gun safe in the house. It was just in the closet and you yep. just left the ammo, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And yeah. we just knew better than, well, like, you, you just never point a gun at somebody. My boy is at the age now where I could almost do that. Mm-hmm. But before, yeah. you know, and when you have a toddler, it's like, yeah. no, they don't, they don't know. Right. Well, and I do, you know what I, happens? Eh, I don't want to talk about it. I keep, I keep like, uh, just, I, I never want to, re- so it's going back to the free driving principles is like, do what you have to do to never have to interact with the people that you think are fucking jackboot fascists. So mm-hmm. free drive, according to your own judgment, do what you have to do to never get pulled over. Avoid the interaction. Avoid the relationship with the state at all at all costs. Other than that, do whatever you want. So I do the same thing with firearm safety. I take it incredibly seriously. Mm. Everything's to the letter because I never want to just have the issue. You know what I mean? And then also, it's like I trust my son has, you know, proverbially growing up with guns at this point, you know, just as just as I did. But we have, we live in a neighborhood where there's kids in and out of this house. It's like, well, I don't know what these other kids know or don't yeah, know. So it's like, it's my well, responsibility to just make it a non-issue. For sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you do have to follow the rules if you don't want to <laughs> go to jail. If something does go down and then turns out you had a gun that was accessible to a kid. And even if nothing happened, mm-hmm. like when the state comes in and searches your house to find out what happened and they yeah. see all the shit that you did wrong, then they're going to punish you yeah that's that's on you yeah for sure yeah unfortunately it shouldn't well no it it should be just a when you do something wrong you pay the uh, the price for it which in our current situation when you do something wrong you go to jail and your victim pays their taxes to feed you and clothe you while you're in jail Mm -hmm. so you victimize them and then they have to spend their money to keep you housed in a government facility on top of that instead of you paying them retribution you go to live in some facility and they actually pay for that also after being victimized said facility being run by one of the largest lobbyist lobbying firms in the country (laughs) most likely (laughs) wherever you are (laughs) exactly Oh. Speaking of going to jail for fucking bullshit, have you guys seen the? Uh, I just told you about this today, but mm. the new law being proposed in Florida, which Florida I, of all places, I which could was not surprising. Believe I yeah. was like, what? Because this is some yeah. straight California it's, shit. Yeah, no shit. They're trying to propose legislation that will make it illegal for you to drive with your dog hanging his head out the window. <laughs> wow, <laughs> seems like a good use of time for our legislator. Yeah. Phew, glad that's not happening in California. <laughs> See, that's why we don't move to Florida, yeah. everybody. 
fascist state. Yeah, dude, I that was unbelievable. Like, uh, dude, I thought they were fucking wide open. I told man. Paulie that today. He stopped working. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Turn the radio off. Like, Come again? Uh. I mean, Ron DeSantis can't do everything, right? <laughs> Guy's pretty good, but he can't be responsible for every law in Florida. It's all this. There's certain stuff that pops up like that where I just I have to because the law is it's never about what they're trying to do. It's not zero traffic deaths. It's not 100 percent electric cars in 2030. It's never what there's always something like behind it. Right. As we did on the last last podcast. It's like, no, they're trying to get you out of your cars. It's like it's the math doesn't pencil. Ah, they're trying to get your dog out of your car. Uh They want your dog to ride the bus. Ah, I got you. I'm picking up what you're saying. I see where you're going, buddy. (laughs) No World Economic Forum is not just consumed (laughs) with human beings. (laughs) They're coming not only for your children, but for your dogs. (laughs) Oh, dude. I I was telling Maddie about this uh, this book that I remember seeing on my parents' nightstand on my, on my dad's side of the bed. Uh, it's called the committee of 300 and I, Maddie's eyes just lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. I'm just like, you guys just need to look into this. I don't know it. <laughs> have you read it? No, I haven't. No, not yet. But Tell us about it. You know, you'll have to find out for yourself. All I'm right. just dropping that one just for, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put I'll it in the ethers. I'll give you cliff notes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, just, Chew on that. Yeah. that. <laughs> can we can we watch a trailer? I don't think there is a trailer. Is it a book? It's a, yeah, it's a book. Oh, dang yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. But so I, you have I, to actually I read it. it. That just kind of that just kind of okay. goes. <laughs> that I mean, I guess that gives you a baseline of the environment that I was brought up in. You know, as far as conspiracy theories and hunting and more conservative views on life. That's just why I'm the way I am. You know, these yeah. days. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Work the, hard. And, the, the yeah. whole, the whole notion of the conspiracy theory has just been, it's such a convoluted term at this point because people talk about, talk about conspiracy theories. And so like, let's talk, let's take the most recent events of, uh, weather balloons floating ah, over the U S okay. and being shot down by sidewinder mil- missiles. It's like, now you have the, like, um, we're seeing this real time flip flop. So we've talked about before, like, you came from the left. Why are you not on the left? It's like, well, everything that I believed in, they kind of went the other way with it. Like, so I'm anti-censorship. I'm pro-free speech. Like, you can't say that about the left anymore. Now you have, you're being called a conspiracy theorist for saying, um, hey, if you want a good fighting chance against COVID, like, get that cardio up, take some vitamin E, get a good balanced diet, mm-hmm. get some exercise. Like, you're a conspiracy theorist. Like, What? Like this is right. general health advice mm-hmm. six months before this happened. And so when when the the UFO invasion of the US happened <laughs> before it was stopped by our US military at four hundred and fifty three thousand dollars a pop for every missile, that's what the Sidewinder missile costs. That's not counting the cost of the fuel for the jet and came playing the pilots and the plane. So the can anyone explain to me, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. I mean you you were in the military. Paul, right? For a short so, period of time, yes. So why did they not just shoot bullets at the balloons? Why do we have to shoot the $500,000 fucking missiles? Why didn't they just point a couple fans at their fucking <laughs> balloons? Like, just yeah. go back north. <laughs> just, we don't like yeah. that. I keep hearing how expensive these missiles are, and, and then I start thinking, wait a second, why are the missiles a half a million dollars a piece? 
Is there no like? I mean, I North I've Rob, never Northrop Grumman and Ray and <laughs> Raytheon gonna make those. Products. I've never they're built they're a missile. Drone okay. Yeah. I'm not a missile builder, yeah. but I know my way around. You know, some tools in the workshop. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could come up with a decent missile. For less than half a million dollars, was was that the excuse that they didn't take it out with with a drone, with a military drone, because of that was the price tag on a on a missile? No, they so, did use a missile. They used the missile. They oh, used the but missile. why didn't they just fucking take it out with a with a drone? I don't or understand. bullets? Was, they have machine guns on the planes. How come you don't just poke some holes in it with the fucking machine gun? <laughs> I mean, I'm you got to shoot the I'm missiles. With you on that one, what just, if the fucking? Yeah. I, I don't know. But, just, but going, going sorry, back, oh, we're yeah. off track here. Yeah, going yeah. back to what I was talking about. They, they when people talk about, they use the word conspiracy theorist as a pejorative, and it's like now we're at a time where everything has been so flip flop. You know, we've seen such a deconstruction of the truth. Is you had conspiracy theorists telling you know mainstream media npcs conspiracy theorists were going like it's it's not ufos fucking calm down all right yeah yeah right <laughs> they're, right they're weather yeah. balloons just yeah, no right shit. exactly take it easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay alex jones <laughs> yeah. the frogs are gay dude that shit's still i'm sick of these <laughs> play the clip dude. <laughs> yeah oh boy <laughs> dude i had this idea that it, if only we had been on this a second earlier we could have I am really- so sick of these warmongering pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Easy guy. All right. They're Easy. UFOs. <laughs> we could have like really had an awesome protest mm. if we had been on this just like a week earlier. What do you mean? If we had gotten everyone that we could reach to let off these fucking hobby shop balloons into the air and just get like a million fucking balloons to fly up there. Yeah. It would have just, it would have collapsed the entire government, right? It would have, it would have Joe Biden would have had a stroke. The whole government would have shut down. It would have just been like the most amazing protest of all time. And we fucking blew it. I mean, these kids almost pulled it off accidentally because that's basically what happened was this, these, you know, there are hobby, hobby balloons. Dorks were, you know, doing like, their thing. So, do you know this? No. It's, it's like uh, they're like balloon. They're like balloon nerds. They're like balloon club people. They like to uh, well, like model it, rocket clubs. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, people that shoot yeah. shit they in put the balloons air, they, and they let them fly around. It's got a radio tracker on there. And they. they and have, so what happened is supposedly what they believe to be a Chinese spy balloon flew across the entire U.S. Gets mm. all the way to the East Coast. They decided to shoot it down. Mm-hmm. Because you know they didn't want to hurt anyone underneath it. Although it was all the way, I mean, I don't know if you guys have been to Alaska or Montana. I mean, there's a lot of open Kansas. land there. <laughs> you don't have to, really have to, you have to worry about these things. And it's a yeah. fucking balloon, by the yeah. way. Right. <laughs> so then, three more balloons go up uh, around the Great Lakes area and then up into Canada, and they immediately deploy the military and blow it out of the sky at four hundred fifty-three thousand dollars a pop. That's just the weapon alone. turns out there are hobbyists like weather balloons, and they're calling this like a win. Because what it was is they're trying to say it's – it was a political maneuver. They're trying to save face for our uh, commander-in-chief <laughs> saying like, yeah, see, he really kind of rose to the occasion <laughs> and blew these fucking 
dollar balloons out of the ground. I think it was the most expensive one <laughs> that this hobbyist club paid for. They're like, hey, we paid 148 bucks for that thing, and they blew it out of the ground for or blew it out of the sky for half a million dollars. Hmm. And now we're, uh, we're supposed to celebrate that. It's so silly. It's like because he lost face. Politics is so fucking (laughs) stupid. Like I just now anything that floats above like seventy feet in the air, just there's a fucking like F fourteen Tomcat blows it away. (laughs) So, but then you get the idea that instead of blowing a bunch of money on fireworks, is in my backyard we're going to release a bunch of balloons, you know. And uh, just have the government just fucking blow the shit out of them. But all my neighbors were like, man, you you, you spent $70 on balloons. That was the greatest fireworks show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Fighter jets you know, flying back and forth across my, na- uh, my neighborhood. It's Super Bowl. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wicked Seems like the, the Hindenburg back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Kelly. Yeah, I, I actually... Uh, my my military career as it stands, I probably spent more time in the brig and AWOL than I did in the actual fleet. Really? So, yeah. yeah. I had a, I had a rough go. <laughs> just because you couldn't take the uh, authority or what? Uh, that was a big portion of it. And I was just fucking young, dumb, and full of cum, as they say, uh, just partying too much and just making a bunch of mistakes. And yeah, I had uh, my buds contract pulled and that was, that was the end of that chapter. So buds is, uh, the seal stuff, basic underwater demolition school. Yeah. So you were going to be a seal. I don't know if I was going to be, but I was going, uh, yeah, I was going to, that was the idea. That was the idea. You would have done it. That's how old were you? 19. Yeah. You would have done it. Fucking stud. I heard Dan Crenshaw say that, uh, when he went in, he was 25 and he was a little too old. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's it's insane to think well, that as twenty five yeah, you're too old. I think because I kind of think I could do it right now. Yeah, I think yeah. Chris Chris <laughs> Kyle. Yeah, Chris Kyle. I believe you know the the American sniper. I think he was one of the oldest guys. I mean, I believe he was thirty, and nobody wow. thought he was going to make it. Yeah. yeah, and sure enough, he turned out to be you know <laughs> the fucking the legend. Yeah, yeah. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, for sure. But no, it just, uh, man, I don't know. I was just, I was young and immature and yeah, I got caught for underage drinking and, um, yeah, I mean, I had spent the, the workouts that you've told me that you guys used to do were just insane. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. And that's like your guys' job is to fucking extreme exercise. (laughs) That's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. So I actually, it's crazy because I actually got out of shape. When I was in boot camp, because Navy boot camp's a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. You basically have to go. Out, you have to go out of your way to go train like at the dive pool, and I think that was only available to us on maybe it was like Tuesday and Thursday mornings. But you had to get up before everybody. You had to get up at like three thirty. Totally on your own volition. Totally on your own volition. Go over there, run over there, do your workout, come back to. Um, you know, whatever it was, uh, your division is, um, that's basically your, your boot camp like group. Um, so you have to come back to your division and you go through whatever, you know. The and so when you went into boot camp, you were, you were in, I was in fucking insane shape. Like, yeah. Top like physical shape. Ready to go. Yeah. And at what point did you, would you have gone to buds training? You had to go through like the regular boot camp. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you go through boot camp and then you go through A school, which 
my A school, I was a machinist mate. So I had to go through like roughly two months of schooling. And that was just in case I failed buds. And then I had something to fall back on. Now I believe it's changed. Now I'm almost positive that you, if you have a special warfare contract, then you go through boot camp and you go straight to buds. And if you fail out of buds, then you go through a school because okay. then that a school wasn't wasted right. on, you know, a Navy seal, a Navy seal. Exactly. But with me, I mean, I can make up all the excuses in the world, whatever it was, boot camp, got out of shape, got back into shape when I was in a school, graduated a school. And then I didn't, I didn't have, uh, you know, orders to go to buds until I think I graduated in like October from a school and I didn't have orders until like March or something of next year or the, or the following year rather. So here I am, I have like five months where I was just doing uh, a scruffed. It's like screen candidate ready for uh, physical training. It's some fucking bullshit, but you're basically Monday through Friday. You're, you're getting paid to work out and you're just training at the gym at great mistakes, Illinois. Yeah. This dive pool. Um, yeah, it, that was, fuck. That was fun. That sounds <laughs> fucking <laughs> fun. That sounds awesome. Just getting beat. And, uh, yeah, we had a couple pretty fucking savage instructors and, um, you know, that was, that was life for a while. And then it was in 2000, yeah, 2005 when the white Sox won the world series, which by the way, I don't give a fuck about sports, period, uh, especially baseball. But it was just another excuse because we were in fucking Chicago. You know, we were just outside of Chicago. And the two dudes, well, let's see, I wasn't, I actually had my own kind of like apartment studio thing at this time because um, I was considered an employee. I don't know mm-hmm. what, whatever, what the details were on that, but. I met up with these two dudes from A school. I ran into them like at the chow hall or something. And they were like, hey, we're going out fucking drinking tonight. White Sox won the World Series. I'm like, uh, just whatever, looking for an excuse to party. Yeah. You know, because I had been like behaving myself. You know, I'm like, fuck, dude, I got to get on this shit. This is yeah, like, like, this I is like, I don't like baseball. Yeah, this is but like, I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. Therefore, I like baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, yeah, I was Go like, Red Sox. That's why it's uh, whatever. <laughs> I was 19 at the time and I was like, Dude, I'm not going to get in the bar. Like, no, 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 we got you. You just show them your military ID and you're good to go. And this guy, fucking, I, I showed the bouncer my ID. It's like one of the one of the first bars I've ever been into. Yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know what do I do now? I had all kinds of money because you're not doing shit. I was eating on fucking base. I had you know housing, all that stuff. So I'm just pocketing all this money and. Yeah, we went out. It's like I just got fucking just blacked out. Like legit, do not fucking recall, you know? And some fucking altercation went down in front of the bar with these two dudes and some other guys jumped in this fight. Mm-hmm. They threw me in a cab, threw me back to base. And then I kind of like vaguely remember walking up, you know, to uh, to the gate. And I mean, I'm... T- obviously visually trashed stumbling up to the gate (laughs) yeah and you know i show my id and the guy goes have you been drinking i was like no 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 i'm gonna ask you again have you been drinking and i denied it again yeah 
And, and what are you supposed to do in well, that yeah, situation? Well, on the third time, you know, I was like, yes, I've been drinking. I'm just trying to get back to my room. And, you, and this guy just does a power move. And he's like, why didn't you tell me that the first time? I'm like, because I'm fucking obviously underage, you know, like whatever. Boom, throws me in cuffs, got wow. arrested. Fucking one of my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, what's the right move there? Tell him that for the third time, no. I mean, I, I guess I should have just been like, yeah, fuck. I'm just trying to get back nah, to my room. I don't, I don't think know. so. That's it's like see, when that's cops pull you over yeah. and they say, hey, "Have you been drinking tonight, sir?" Like always, one hundred percent. Nope. If you don't know this, know it now. The answer is no. The answer is no. Never have, talk to cops. Because if and also and, if they exactly, say, yeah, you, you exactly. Might, don't even. You, say might, you don't mind if I take a look around in here? Do you? Yeah. I do. I do. Yeah, no, this can't do it. It's not a thing. Yeah. Always say no. Because as soon as you say yes, then they don't need to prove it. You just admitted it. Yeah. Not so, that I don't, I don't. It sounds like you were fucked either way. I was, like I just I, wanted to, I'm sure I was fucked either way. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, so nonetheless, yeah. Boom. Throws me in cuffs. It gets fucking blurry after that. I, I remember being in the like local police station, whatever. Uh, and then my instructor had to come pick me up, fucking walk back to my room, don't remember any of that, woke up in my bathtub the next morning, fully clothed with water. Just like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I hear this fucking pounding on my door. I'm taking a bath. Yeah, no. And like, and I just hear this fucking just slamming on my door and, uh, it was fucking Instructor Doyle. He was this diver. This guy, he was a fucking bad motherfucker, dude. He's the only person I've ever seen in my life do a legit one-arm pull-up. Like, Damn. Like, gorilla grip. Yeah. Not even, like, doing this, like, holding on yeah, to yeah. the other arm, but just, like, like, Instructor Doyle, can you do one-arm pull-up? Perhaps. It's <laughs> <Just like, laughs> the right answer, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, fuck, yeah. Was he wearing a mask? No. <laughs> Yeah, actually, he was wearing a fucking gas mask <laughs> yeah, just so he couldn't fucking breathe. Yeah, yeah it's fucking CS gas. Um, no, so nonetheless, he like I I woke up and just like frantically like fuck. I answer my door. He's like, "Get your fucking shit on. We got to go see the fucking skipper." And I'm like, "Oh boy." So I basically had to go to Captain's Mass like that day. Yeah, and I knew I was <laughs> fucked. And I just remember him driving over there like the drive over there was just fucking silent he's like fucking boyan you had so much fucking potential you fucking idiot and i just like it's not that fucking bad really because you came home drunk one night like so well they're gonna kick a guy with the potential that you had out of the military so and look what they're doing now now they're like lowering all the standards so that women can take the place of guys like or just pussy ass dudes that can't do a pull up with both arms and <laughs> take the place of a guy like you instead you got drunk cause you're and you were underage and they kicked you out. What the so fuck? You, you sign a contract that if you get caught for, yeah, basically anything yeah. Uh, like underage drinking Still, and I, I wish it could have taken care of it like in house, but you're not the only person I know who's been kicked out of the military for stuff like that. And to me, that just seems kind of short-sighted. Well, my, yeah. my uncle was on a submarine in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And they could do... Granted, they were, they were already like, you know, on the submarine. They weren't in... You weren't on a ship yet or anything. You yeah. were still in... No. Just as a, uh, a logistical measure, like kicking someone off a submarine is 
complex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There's only a few times you can do it. Uh, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> they need to be above water. Mm-hmm. Um, they would they would leave. They would disembark, go to whatever town they were in, and wherever they were in, in the world. It was this clandestine operation all the time. No, they're never supposed to be anywhere that they were. Mm-hmm. And so they would get off the boat, go into the town they were in, get shit faced drunk, start some fight, break a bunch of shit, and the police would escort them back to the submarine. Mm-hmm. And put them back in the submarine. Never take them to jail because they were never supposed to be there in the first place. You sure, they weren't touring in a punk band. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, it just. Uh, I mean, I knew I'd fucked up, you know. And it was the it was a big thing with yeah the the special warfare community because you know they didn't want black marks on their record like that, and you know all the guys were doing it. You know, all the guys were out there fucking partying. I was just. I was a bad criminal. I got if you caught. had it to do over again and you were already hammered, how would you have done it different? Probably wouldn't have come back to base. Just don't go back to Just base. Just don't right? go fucking back yeah, to base. Yeah, you're not going to get kicked out for not going home. hotel or some yeah. shit. Yeah, because no, it was, on a a weekend. it was on a weekend. It was everything. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I don't know. But uh, no, I mean, I just I got caught fucking slipping and... Uh, yeah, then after that, it was just all fucking downhill from there. I spent like 60 days on restriction. Um, they pulled my bud's contract. They literally fucking had all the dudes sitting on these bleachers and fucking throw oh, my contract so up. Stupid. Yeah, That's that was just, well, because they That's had to bullshit. make an example. You yeah, know? of course. And I was the one who was an example. And it just like, I mean, it fucking literally just crushed me as yeah. a fucking human. You know, you do that to some kid that's 19, it's just like, well, fuck, okay. There's two ways you can go about this. It's either going to go down a fucking dark path or you're going to try and change, you know, and try and come out of this on top. Well, they they (laughs) fucking lost out, dude. Yeah, they did. (laughs) You know, Um, but yeah, so it was like 60 days restriction. Then I was able to come home. Uh, for Christmas and I just wasn't going to go back. I was like, fuck this, you know, I'm not going back, you know, Uh, I'll just let him kick me out. And my mom talked me back into it. I was stationed down in San Diego for, yeah, about a year. Well, actually, no, I was down in San Diego and then they flew me out to Singapore to my ship, the uh, LPD seven USS Cleveland. Hmm. And, I was on the tail end of their Westpac and kind of got the feel of how, you know, like the fucking real Navy, the, you know, the fleet is. And I was like, dude, I want no fucking part of this. I want absolutely no part of this. So I tried to clean up my act. I was, I was turning in uh, like request chits to go back to buds, but it was a minimum of 18 months. And I was like, dude, Jesus, can I do this for fucking 18 months? Like Jesus fucking Christ. And there was a couple guys. What were you doing? Uh, I was working in the uh, main space, which is our engine room, which is by far the shittiest fucking job. On and the, w- the way that this was sold to me was that, oh, you like uh, you like like mechanics, you know, you like working on stuff. I was like, yeah, cool, you know, I'll be working on like engines and shit. This was just, it, it was fucking horrible. You had to wear double hearing protection, like literally 
your fucking your Ear plugs, plugs and, and, and your muffs yeah. because it was so loud. We had a bookkeeper that had to do that. Uh, Ruth, do you remember her? Yeah, because <laughs> someone uh, was using an angle someone... grinder in the building next to <laughs> us. Yes, and she still tried to sue us. Oh, God, <laughs> she literally put in earplugs and earmuffs. Yeah, dude, it was dude. It was that fucking loud down there. Yeah, because we work on an old loud as an angle grinder. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> there was uh yeah there was because uh, I worked right next to uh. The, uh, there was two uh, 600 pound boilers on that ship. And that's not even fucking big dick shit. That's like 1200 pound boilers or like a, uh, you know, in, cause we had a, like a three story main space. What kind of ship was it? Uh, it was, ste- it was a steam, but I mean, was it a, uh, aircraft carrier? Or? No, it was an LPD. So it was an amphib. So they had the whole, like, you put the, uh, what the fuck do you call it? Like the ballast on the ship mm-hmm. that you drop down, and then it has a huge back door that would go down because we carried. And just floods with water. Exactly. Big, though, right? Yeah, like a football fucking... field. No, not that big. Okay. How big? Yeah. Because my, uh, my friend's dad was in the Navy, and he was on one of those, and he talked about they would just flood it, and everyone would like dive in and go swimming like, yeah. once yeah. in a while. <laughs> when it would get fucking insanely hot, especially yeah. when you're, you know. Like down in the, the Mediterranean. Or, yeah, exactly. Middle, yeah, exactly. And he said that they had frogmen underwater back then, they called them that, and mm-hmm. uh, with uh, scuba gear and harpoons just to watch out for sharks. <laughs> just probably because they were fucking bored. Yeah, probably. <laughs> any, dude, any, dude, any of the the SEAL team guys that we never had any on our ship because we were on a smaller ship. But yeah, those guys they just they get fucking bored and they had nothing better to do. Yeah, you know, which I'm sure even the Marines they'd get fucking <laughs> be fucking doing target practice and shit off the fucking ass into the ship. Cause <laughs> like, what the fuck do we do? You know, because all the Navy personnel would be going about their daily routine or you know doing their job and do you guys get in fights with the marines yeah not so much. we kind of fucking mind our own business because actually well the it was funny because everybody was cool with the machinist mates because you'd have this thing where the smoke deck would get closed or like you know shut off or whatever because you're in like a dangerous environment or something and if you came down to the main space everybody would just smoke down there so you'd have like the fucking higher ups like like <laughs> officers and shit that would come down and stand by the door and be like you didn't fucking see nothing it's like <laughs> no we didn't see shit you know they like actually talk to you and stuff you're like oh fuck yes sir this that like just stop with that yeah. shit you know like, i'm just trying to fucking smoke in a goddamn fucking smoke deck secured um but no nonetheless so that was just it was a fucking shit job like terrible fucking job so i'm like all right how long can I put up with this for? And we got back to San Diego. You know, we, we, there was no plans for another deployment, you know, for a while. So I'm like, okay, cool. was down there for about a year. And then we went into dry dock, which that basically means you, you go into the ship dock where, uh, you have like civilians that are, you know, fixing the ship or painting or whatever the fuck. So did that for a while. And then we went down to Mexico uh, we were trying to sell our ship to the Mexican army because they were about to decommission the ship because that's how old it was. You guys were in charge of selling it? I, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like this. Hey, boys, take Wait, the ship down to Mexico. Get it down. Sell the ship. You understand? They like to haggle in Mexico. Yeah. Here's All the right? blue book. So, yeah. <laughs> no, for Do sure. Do not take less than $100 million for this thing. <laughs> so meanwhile, I mean, I'm... 
I'm behaving big myself. Old for sale sign. <laughs> Save end day. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this whole time, so I'm I'm still putting in request shits to to go back to buds, and like nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And the dudes that I'm actually working out with, there was like three guys that were bell ringers. <clears throat> they all dropped out, and they were like, "Dude, we've been here for like two years." What's dude. a bell ringer? Uh, it's when you quit, buds. It's when you ring the bell. Ring the bell. And, oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So these all three of these guys. I don't know why they didn't go. We can get into way more detail about this, but there's like X division and guys that like will get med rolled and they have a, a better opportunity of going back. But these guys just full on quit. They're just like, fuck it. We're going out to the fleet. And I mean, they were staying in decent shape and I'm working out with these guys, but like, dude, we've been trying to go back since we got fucking since, you know, we, we quit or whatever. And it's been like two <sighs> years and our command's not letting anybody go. And it, so here I am getting all fucking discouraged and, these guys are just like feeding bullshit into my head. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I'm not really getting any response on this and this, that, not getting, you know, like promoted or anything. Um, Cause I'm still, I'm like an E2 or maybe E3 at the time. Um, and I'm like, fuck. So E4 is, is when you make it to petty officer. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not even a fucking petty officer yet. And I've been, you know, <laughs> in for. Almost, I don't know, it's like a year and a half at this point. And they're yeah. like, I'm fucking squared away, all this shit. So I start getting more and more discouraged. And we go down to Mexico, and that's the fucking, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because we were down there for a little over two weeks. Trying to sell the boat. Trying to sell the boat. And all the fucking, <laughs> and all the dudes in the engineering department, we got one 24 hour liberty period and that was it so, so we were fucking we were landlocked essentially and we got one fucking day that we were able to go off the ship i mean it was wild we fucking parted our fucking faces off stayed in the fucking like i won't get into details but <laughs> it was a wild 24 hours i'll tell I'm, you that i'm sure nobody it, wants to hear that yeah no no no, no. that's <laughs> So no, I mean, we're trying to get you married here. So uh, yeah. probably a good, good idea. <laughs> you guys cut that part out. Um, <laughs> so that, you start losing your fucking mind because you're, you're dude, you're down in this fucking main space where, you know, what are you doing? You're looking at a bunch of gauges. It's like nothing, you know, what the fuck? Nothing's going to stop here. You know, like why can't we have like a you know few day rotation or something like that yeah sounds like torture it was absolute torture and mind you you know the water out there was like probably 80 degrees and in the main space dude you're just sitting down it's like a fucking sauna you know for like two weeks like okay all we can do is work out eat maybe go out on the flight deck because we we had a small flight deck that could um you know, receive uh, helicopters, but you couldn't fly a jet off there. It was basically just right. a, like a landing pad. So you go out there, what? You fucking go and look, you know, <laughs> look at what you can't have fun at. You, you weren't you going know. out there and hearing Kenny Loggins playing no. in the back of your no. mind. <laughs> <laughs> Negative. You're just looking at all the shit that you can't fucking do because you're stuck, you know, on the ship. So nonetheless, we get back. And I just remember it because each department, they all sleep in the same birthings. So you have like your engineering department, your, I don't know, fucking cooks, your shopkeepers, uh, your airmen, whatever. And I just remember 
there's a bunch of guys that were my age, you know, that I was like buddies with. And they're like, dude, fuck this. When we get back, I'm like, I'm going to fucking bail. I'm going to go AWOL. And I just never said a fucking word. And I was the only guy as soon as we got back. I packed all my fucking shit. And I went to my brother's house who was going to, uh, he was student at SDSU down there. And I fucking, I took his truck and I just drove home. And I was like, fuck it, I'm not coming back. What year was this? This was 06 at this point. And yeah, I'm just like, nah, fuck it, I'm done. I'm fucking done. And I came home, so I was, yeah, I was, what, 20? And I remember getting a call on, you know, the following week. Like, Bohan, where are you? And I'm just like, just fucking don't call me. Like, I'm done. <laughs> and they're like, uh, you got a lot going for you. You know, we see that you have this request shit in that they're getting ready to approve. I'm like, you guys haven't fucking said shit to me, you know? Like, th- this is not moving forward at all, you know? Which I don't... Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, and I just didn't know. Yeah. But I had just my fucking breaking point, and I'm just like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm done. So I was home for about two months, and then I was like, okay, it's been enough time. I'm going to turn myself in. And this was after the holidays. This was after Christmas. I spent Christmas with my family and like partied on New Year's. So I'm like, I'll go turn myself in, and they'll just kick me out, you know, whatever. So I went down there, fucking. Park. Was there a risk of them like throwing you in jail? That's where I'm going. Oh. So <laughs> this is so yeah. So I come back on, come back on the ship, and go see the skipper like right away. I mean, it was like like record screech. Like oh, Bohan's back, you know. And uh, they're like, yeah, you're good. You're like restricted to the ship. You know, I'm like, here I am thinking, oh, cool. I'm getting kicked out. Like, yeah, hey, nice try. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah all, like, buddy. Hey, uh, good luck. In, hey, the, hey, in good the try, world. <laughs> so now, so now I'm restricted to the ship in San Diego, beautiful weather. Like, I'm like, dude, what have I done? You know, this is fucking <laughs> so Classic bad. 20 year old <laughs> moves. <laughs> they tricked me again. Yeah. Fucking, oh, God damn it. I just can't catch yeah. a break. <laughs> So this was January, yeah, January of 2007 now, because my birthday, I was about, I was going to turn 21 in February. So I had another 60 days restriction on the, on the ship and I made it to day like 30. I had so much time. I learned every fucking little square inch of that ship and in the back where they, they put the ballast. And like the whole ship sinks down the big back door. There's like these two, two ladders. And I'm like, you know, it was one night. I'm sure there was cameras in there and shit, whatever. But I climbed up one of the ladders and you have, I can't remember if they're called chalks or ballards, but you have basically these big, I don't know, fucking openings that they run the mooring lines down Uh and those go to the pier. And they had these rat guards on there. So I'm like, okay, how do I undo this rat guard? And it was just a fuck. I just, I, I stole like a fucking crescent wrench. And I basically had this all planned out that I'm like, I'm going to pull this rat guard off and I'm going to fucking slide down this mooring line into San Diego Harbor. <laughs> and we're talking. Just swim. Dude, no, and we're talking. You're like, shimmy I'm, down it onto the dock. Shimmy down it onto yeah. the dock. And I'm still in fucking disbelief that I actually fucking did this because you're so high up, yeah, like off the water. And if you fall into that fucking water, who knows what's going on down there? Like, 
some, I mean, there's probably, I don't know, all kinds of oil, like just gnarly shit that's, you know, coming off the boat, fuel. It's the, the docks and the piers are like, they're pretty fucking gnarly. So I had this planned out. I'm just like, all right, tonight's night. And I remember I chicken, I chickened out one night and then I was like, dude, you got to fucking do this. Like you're not being stuck on this ship. You know, on your fucking. This is like a prison escape movie, yeah, right? Dude. Like eventually, like the, the night comes. You're like tonight's tonight. I've I have the plan. I've rehearsed everything. I got the tools. Escape out. Everything Alcatraz. ready to go. Yeah, yeah. 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 So <clears throat> I went as far as in the night that I actually did do this. So I went. I went. <laughs> I went out on the flight deck, and at the at we were the we we're the second ship, uh, basically on the pier, which was the last ship on the pier. So it was pretty dark out there. And because I mean, there's like, you know, guards, I mean, that fucking circle around with, you know, whatever their M4s or, you know, if any fucking pirates show up or anything like that's their, their night watch. But I, I noticed that at the end of the pier, one of the lights was like out. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, tonight's my fucking night. And this guy, <laughs> like a fucking movie. I do. Awesome. I like, <laughs> I, Matt knows I'm a fucking terrible liar, so there's no way that I'm making this shit up. I go out there, and I'm like, okay, this fucking light is out. And this guy is so focused. Like, This is like early iPhone days, so I could see this guy's just fucking playing around his phone. I mean, he had the fucking – he had his rifle across his chest, and just like, okay. So I go down there. Boom. I'm like, okay. I had my coveralls on, and I just had a backpack with some civilian clothes like my cell phone, my, you know, belongings. Boom. I pull the rat guard off and I'm just like, holy fucking shit. So I go belly down on this mooring line and I like pull my backpack through the hole, put my backpack on and I'm fucking shimmying down this line, like looking back at the ship. Are you, is your back, fuck, is your back to the water or are you on top of the rope? No, I'm on top of the rope and I'm like, yeah, those those mooring lines on the ship are well. They're, they're not that. I mean, yeah. this this one was about coffee can size, yeah. so I'm like, but it's kind of curved, right? It's got like a, a yeah. sway to it. I wasn't it's... doing like a crazy like Indiana Jones like woo like slide down. <laughs> right. it. I was fucking creeping down this thing like looking back at the fucking ship like <laughs> at the dude on his what iPhone. The fuck am I doing right now? It's like legit, just like indescribable. Yeah. And yeah, once I get down, once I got down to the dock, yeah, like I, I flipped around, got on my feet, and then there was like there was this, uh, <laughs> there's like this cement fucking, I don't know, um, pier whatever, um, I don't even know how to describe, but I, I basically stood behind this this big block of cement, got into my civilian clothes, and I start walking slowly, like down to where the gate is and I didn't have my military ID or anything cause it was taken away, you know, yeah. cause I was on restriction. So I'm just like, I'm just going off of like driver's license and whatever. I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. So I'm walking in my civvies. I have my fucking backpack on and I hear this hey, and I'm like, fuck dude, fuck. And one of the side ports is open and it's this dude fucking God, I forget his name. Good, good dude. But he was just like, Fuck yeah, Bohan. Because he knew I was on restriction. And I'm just walking down. I just hey, hey. and I like kind of look up. He's like, fuck yeah. Cause he knew he's just like, fuck all these motherfuckers. So I'm just like, like, don't don't make too much fucking racket, you know? Yeah, take it easy. So I get through the gate 
And I legit called my buddy on a fucking payphone, and I was like, hey, I need you to come pick me up. He's like, oh, no way. You fucking did it. And I was like, yeah, 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 dude. I just fucking climbed down the morning <laughs> And he's like, holy fucking shit. So went over there. I spent probably like a week just fucking partying over at his place. Got my brother's truck again. Came back home. My parents were fucking pissed. Like, I wasn't staying at my parents' house. I was staying over in my buddy's garage that we wound up calling the shit house because this was just like a fucking just full-on party house. And it was like, it was in, uh, what what is that, E-section? No, not E-section. What's the one by, uh, in Katati? I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But over, like, behind Oliver's. It was basically behind Oliver's in Katati. So... On my 21st birthday, we were like went down to the eight ball, fucking party, 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 like a week long of partying. And we had this barbecue and we went out to Drake's Bay, like bought a bunch of oysters and shit, came back. We were all haggard and it was me uh, and like three of my buddies. And we were like, dude, as soon as you get out of the truck, we're just going to fucking beat the shit out of each other. So we're all, we're all rough housing and fucking somebody thought it was an actual fight. So they called the cops. And as we're walking back to our house with the fucking oysters in hand and shit, like all these cops come flying in and you know, like, sit on the curb, sit on the curb. And I straight up told the guys, I was like, dude, I'm fucked. And they were like, why? I'm like, I'm fucking AWOL. And like, I'm fucking done. So boom, they knew right away. They're like, yeah, you have a warrant out of Great Lakes, Illinois. And I'm just like, okay, so what, you know, like, where do we go from here? So they threw me in county for five days, and then the U.S. Marshals came and picked me up. Damn. It was, like, legit fucking – they had me in some, I don't know, somebody's flannel, I guess, that they had from, like, the lost and found, but, like, legit fucking cuffs with the, you know, cuffs on my legs and the whole full shackles. So I'm walking on, like, on a United – airlines plane with these fucking two u.s marshals and like all these people are looking at me and it's like there's a couple cute girls and i was gonna say dude, yeah. that's the time yeah. where you want to be like what's up dude, baby no, here's my card <laughs> how you doing dude, there sugar yeah and i and i full on just like giving them the wink this and that and uh so yeah we're on we're on the we're on the back of the plane you know and i here i'm thinking i'm like because they they didn't tell me where we were going yeah so i thought this was going to be a long flight. Like we're going back to fucking, you know, Illinois, but turns out they took me back to, you know, my service station in San Diego and the whole, my entire division, both engineering divisions were all on the flight deck at like parades rest. When they walked me up full shackles, took me up there. And like, you got guys that are just like, Fuck, you know, like, because all the, like, all the, uh, all our officers and, like, chiefs and shit are up front. Yeah. And, b- again, trying to make, like, an example out of me. And you got the guys in back that are just like, yeah, fuck, yeah. You know, like, fuck all these motherfuckers. So I go, again, go fucking see the skipper. And he's like, what were your intentions? And I'm like, I don't want to be in the Navy anymore. Like, I'm done. And he goes, okay, you get what you want. You know, you're going to the brig. And I didn't know how long I was going for. I'm just like, okay. And he yeah. goes, Brig, 60 days, and they're going to psyche you out in those 60 days. And I was like, I was like, okay, this is fucking. 60 days in the Brig? 60 days in the Brig, yeah, Miramar, uh, which is, yeah, it's a Marine base down there. 
that was actually kind of funny because I worked in the kitchen and yeah, if, if you had a job like at the brig, you basically had this like sleep like request or like this sleep uh, requirement. Know, I don't know, yeah. Requirement like on, you, like on your door yeah. because the rest of the guys couldn't sleep during the day, you know, but you had this like this fucking paperwork there that you're like, yeah. I mean, you'd have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning and fucking go serve all these. It was fucking funny. It was comical. It was children in there, like legit, like grown ass fucking children. I mean, people from all ranges of shit. You know, none of them were very violent. Like all well, the all the violent offenders went to, um, God, what's the fucking uh, Leavenworth? Probably, yeah. I'm guessing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. That most people that get end up in the brig are not um, people like you. You were there. Because you were like, fuck authority. I can't live this way. I'm not following these rules. Mm-hmm. I would guess most people that end up there are just because they're just screw-ups. There was a lot of that. And, and it, a lot I mean, of people that end up in the military are screw-ups. And the military is a last resort for them. Or at least it used to be. That's how it was back in the day. That yeah, way. for sure. And are you talking about the military or construction right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no. The, yeah. 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 I know. It's hard to distinguish. Now, that, that actually is true, though. Because I think about, I've known a lot of people in the military, like some of my best friends, my best friend married into a military uh, family mm-hmm. and has wedding on a military base. So he got to hang out with a lot of people. There are parallels to that in construction. Cause I've always said that like, yeah, we, you know, people tend to wrinkle their nose at the military or construction. You're like, well, like you know, some of the most brilliant people I've ever known in my life are in construction and they chose not to go to college and they just, they have this understanding of like spatial awareness and how to put things together and organizing, you know, organizing three, three dimensional spaces. And same goes with some of the people I know that went in the military. Mm -hmm. It also, they went there on purpose. They didn't, they went there there. because they wanted to be there. So it's like, they gravitated towards it. Like this is a way for me to kind of execute what's kind of going on in my brain. And it makes sense. It's also true in construction and the military, it's a dumping ground for people like, I don't know. I can't do anything. I mean, I can, I can can work with my shirt off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Yeah. What did I just sign up for? Construction or the military? Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fuck doesn't matter. But nonetheless, yeah. So to wrap up that story, um, I mean, uh, there was actually a large portion of people that were in there for like fraud because you have fraud, fraud. Really? Because yeah, that, at one point, I had even thought about it. Like, huh. if you make an agreement, you know, with some chick like that you're cool with, you get a, a like courthouse wedding, uh, and then you get fucking basic allowance for housing, and wherever your spouse was living, that was the amount of allowance that you got. So, and I think like San Francisco <coughs> and, and New York, La Jolla, were like, were, yeah, we're like <laughs> yeah. two of the yeah. most you know, expensive places. So it'd be like, okay, I'm going to give you 500 bucks a month and you pretend like we're married. Meanwhile, I'm living on base and I'm fucking pocketing, you know, whatever, two grand. Say it's like 25, 
hundred, you know, so also there may or may not be a $400,000 missile delivered to the house this afternoon. Okay. So make sure you're home. <laughs> yeah. If uh, there is, I need you to give you down this mooring line and put out <laughs> your driveway. <laughs> and you have to sign for it. Okay. They're not going to leave it on the front porch. So you have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> so yeah, there was a lot of that and just the, you know, a bunch of fuck ups and, you know, guys got just too many fights or whatever the fuck, you know, but there was, there weren't like violent offend. Well, the first night, actually, I take that back. The first night that I was there, I had to stay. <laughs> God. I was bunked up with this guy. His last name was fucking, it was either whoa, uh, hammock. And this guy, like, they were fucking with this dude big time, and he was like, he had murdered like one of his officers. Who was fucking with him? The fucking COs, like the MAs that, well, what you would consider like the correctional officers or master at arms, which it is in uh, the Navy. They would fuck with this dude, and I'm like, you guys realize this guy fucking. Fuck with him, how? The last like, guy that murdered with somebody. Yeah, like, he's dead. <laughs> you know? What would they do I'm with just him? like, I'm in the same fucking cell with this dude. Like, what the fuck for the first night? Just just being, like, dickheads to him and, I don't know, just, just fucking with him. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, boy. So when I made it, like, on the other side, basically, of this of the plexiglass where it was, like, general population, I'm like... <laughs> and you started fucking with him. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, that fucking, that poor bastard, that guy was fucking, that guy had some serious fucking problems. Yeah. Some yeah. serious issues. Like, but yeah, mentally, um, he, he should have been in prison, <laughs> but anyways, we were in the fucking junior version and dude, we got to play like basketball, like once a week. And then we got to lift weights like twice a week. It was basically just the fucking daycare for so, these so fuck ups. You, you'd take you know? that over like a uh, county jail. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was actually fun because. <laughs> Have you ever watched the show Sixty Days In? No, I don't need to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't plan on. I don't. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking need to. No, all those prison shows and all that shit. I'm just like, dude. I've done enough like my ever watch that construction crime. reality show? Yeah, like uh, now nah. I, I, I do <laughs> like eight hours a yeah. day already. Nah, I'm good, dude. <laughs> but yeah, no, after that I remember uh yeah, I remember it was yeah, sixty days was was up. It was uh Friday the thirteenth, April of two thousand seven. <laughs> and I remember the two guys that picked me up. God, it was crazy because it hadn't even set in that I was like I was out. Like, I was done. You know, they're basically driving me to, you know, at admin to go get cycled out. The two guys, they were, I think they were on watch that night or something, or they were like bosun's mate or whatever. And they were like, how'd you get off the ship? It says that, like, you told them that you walked off. And I was like, no, I climbed down the morning line. And this guy's like, ah, fucking got you. Like, because they had a bet going. going. Because they fucking... (laughs) Because they saw that the you know the rat guard was gone. I don't who knows what the fucking wager was, but they're just like nice. ah fucking. So that was kind of the icing on the cake. And then I remember, yeah, went in and it was like boom, here's your fucking get fucking lost. And I came back and it was just like I didn't even know I didn't even know how to act. Like I didn't even it was it took a while to set in, you know. But yeah, I came back and just started pretty much working immediately. And yeah, that's when it was like doing underground work and digging pools and 
fuck, I have had a plethora of jobs since. But yeah, now that I'm in, you know, the trades, I'm like, I really couldn't see myself doing anything else. You know, I'm not. <laughs> like, I think you'd have made a hell of a seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because I, it, I have, I have buddies that one of them, he's, uh, he's actually fucking very well off for himself. He's spent 13 years on the teams. Uh, my buddy Beto, um, he's actually a knife maker. Has the fucking badass knife company, half face blades. Mm-hmm. He's like, dude, I'm actually glad that, kind of glad that you didn't make it because you probably wouldn't be alive, you know? because of just the type of person that I am and, you know, putting others before myself, you know, and just like some selfless act that, you know, for my fucking teammates or whatever, that I would have easily put my life on the line and just fucking that's, that's a wrap, you know? So, well, I I, I think I can speak for Matt, um, also and say that I'm very glad you're alive. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh yeah. Me too. You know, and (laughs) so are my folks (laughs) for sure. But yeah, no, it, uh, yeah, it was something that I wanted to do for a long time and, you know, and, um, Hey, failed and so be it, you know, but it's, you just keep moving forward and, you know, stay motivated and, you know, just fucking never quit. And that's, that's that. Yeah, I do. Oh yeah. That's it. That's actually the first time of fucking (laughs) told that story. You know,